Hello everyone and welcome to season two of Roll or Die. A podcast <laughs> where a bunch of friends gather around the table, roll some dice, and play Dungeons and Dragons. I am Steven, and I'll be playing Rondis, a dragonborn wizard. I am Jacob, and I will be playing Vesk, the lizard folk druid. I am Joey, and I'll be playing Gerard, the Eladrin elf ranger. Hi, I'm Adriana, and I will be playing Aura, the fire gymnasty ranger. I'm Chris, I will be playing Nap, the tabaxi monk. I am Jalen, and I will be playing Melvin, the goliath. Hey, he's a goliath. I'm Matt, I will be your DM this season, and will sometimes be playing as Forkin the Golden Dragonborn. Ooh, speaking of, we have a couple of new announcements. I'll let our DM take it away. Well, season one can be now found on YouTube, as well as the character reels that we have recorded. Have fun with those. And then support us, please, please, please on Anchor. We are broke college students. And your support (laughs) means a lot to us. Yes. Going on to those websites and doing those things allows us to keep this podcast running as much as we possibly can. So without further ado, theme song. Jumping back in. Now, you may have remembered last time, or if you've just listened to the recap, that we left off in Winterhaven back up in the north, doing a little bit of fast traveling to spare you good folks and our good folks here so we can jump back in. Yeah, wouldn't want to run into a random roving band of bad things. Oh, that so, sounds fun, actually. take care of a little bit of house items. If you would remember, you have a carriage that you need to resummon yeah. with a couple polar bears inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just the yeah. one polar bear, because Bill yeah, has it. Somewhere out in the world. Do, all of you, do any of you have the notes or remember yes. the man's name? Yes. I remember the name. I remember. I know his yes. name. No. Yes. Amia Vares. It was not the Amia You see in front of you a shimmering black portal appear as a very genteel looking man steps out. Swinging a cane. <sighs> well, you're back a little bit later than I expected. Now, if I would... He pulls out a little bit. Reading glasses. Sets them down. Pulls out a quick little machine you don't understand, but, like, paper seems to be coming out of it, and he's punching in calculations. He's like, uh, yes, the carriage. Couple of days. Divided by the months. Divided by the polar bear. It's quite big in food. Ooh. Uh, that comes out to 432 gold for all of your total traveling expenses. Easily doable. Take it. I don't need it. Do you hand out, like, a pouch of gold, like, some uh, money arbitrarily? No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I hand him a pouch of, uh, some platinum and gold. Uh, you said 432? Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, That's 43 platinum. That has a lot of And two gold. <sighs> I am still encumbered. <laughs> All that gold. Man, if only we he, wait, like he takes it out, produces a set of scales, puts it on, what puts we a weird-looking rock on the other end. It balances out and says, ah, yes, seems to be in order. 
pleasure doing business. Have fun upon your travels, and if you ever need me again, you know who to call. And he steps back into the portal, and you now have your carriage and your polar bear, who is now pretty big. I don't think he'll sit in the bag quite nicely anymore, Melvin. I also got my dad's jewelry back. Back, right? Yes. Yay. <laughs> All right. And with that, you guys make your way back to the city. And we, 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 I, we, I assume we got the people out of there, right? Like this. Yeah, we brought. Yeah, yeah we brought. Because I, I wouldn't. I would. I would help them. Yes. Yeah. I got the people that were at the bottom. You saved. You led back through. And when you make it back to the city, they go about their. They go about their business. No, along their way. Good. So, and what about Sigurd? What about Sigurd? Yes. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. Or did we? I mean, I don't know. Well, well, you can take him with you. He'll yeah. probably stay at the tavern with you guys for a little bit and calm down, make sure that he's. You know, you know when you go through a traumatic experience and you just need to rest, that's what he's going to be doing. Cool. Let's see. Uh, do you fi- I assume you find lodging, you do those things within Winterhaven, Probably set up, then. and you go yeah. and are you going to confront the Duchess? Yeah. Tell her what's been done? Yeah, I'll be camping just outside town. I don't mind Why? paying the gold for you. Yes, I've got it. You got it? Yes. No problem. Just for the Yeah, there are monsters and bandits and things. Well, maybe just outside town. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yes, there's walls on a city for a reason. Hey Matt, could I uh, get the markers? I'll sleep on the sidewalk. That's no, you it. don't get to sleep on the sidewalk. <laughs> okay, you will be in there with us, whether you like it or I not. I will drag you right. into the room, or I'll give you a bath. <laughs> you don't have to take a bath. I haven't taken a bath in like four years. You're good. <laughs> I said bath because he's a cat. You see, Forkin just sidestep at that comment just a little bit. <laughs> it's not that bad. You haven't noticed it, at least. This everyone has noticed Says it. You. We've all noticed. We just it. haven't said anything because it would be rude. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. You, you gotta remember, <laughs> I grew up in a palace. I notice. I notice when things. In any not. case, I take you to go. You travel to the castle. Uh, yeah. Forkin's going to begin walking that way. Vrondus is moving that way. Moving yeah. to, okay. I mean, I have the head. Yes, so we're going yes. to the palace. I, I, I going hope to that all of us are going together. All right. So, as you enter the palace, guards kind of look at you. Forkin flashes the signet ring, and they they nod and act suspiciously, but they, they back away and let you part into the throne room. And as you make your way up, you see the Duchess sitting there lazily with a wine glass and the white knight at her side, you know, sword out, drawn ah. at the ready. Wow, what a piece of crap ditching us. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> silently looks at you all. He doesn't need to say much. He doesn't feel the need to prove himself. Nope. Well, he should. I see that you have all made it back. <laughs> Quite alive, I expect. <laughs> well. Is the deed done? <laughs> the house captain is dead. So, will I expect any more drow to enter my city and take my people? I don't know. That, I cannot guarantee. But, what I can say is that I have accomplished what I need to do. I hold up the bag that has you know, his head in it. She snaps her fingers and the white knight goes and collects the bag. I did, I did. No, no, he does not. That is mine. I'm keeping it with me. That is my key out of banishment. <laughs> this is my very... I need this. 
Oh, do you? Yes. This man, the, I put the bag on my, in my, in my, in my bag. Matt has just been handed a fancy envelope. Uh, it's an invitation. Yes. Sorry, I forgot to give that to you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 He's invited to the new Smash Bros. game. <laughs> wow. No. Matt for Smash? Matt for Smash. <laughs> yep. Uh, Porkin will it's now be in Smash Luigi. Ultimate. His <laughs> 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 ultimate is searing spite. A new challenger approaches. I think I used that intro one though. Yeah, for that. Uh, the Duchess very well as though it pains her and you may stay for the duration of a month collect your things but be out of my city within time I do not wish to see you do not wish to hear of you or your exploits or anything that you have to offer leave but they just met you <laughs> you're welcome by the way you just see the like white knight just kind of like Head almost like an owl rotates around and just glares at Nap the cat. I don't know why you're so upset. We, we helped you out. Nothing to why I said. You do seem a bit she, cold. She comes to expect this from Melvin. And she's like... <clears throat> I will offer a deep bow and then turn and then walk away. I'm going then. I have a you question. Have What's in the room? What's in the room? What's yes, in the room? I mean, it's a throne room, so yeah. there's like oh, yeah. some guards... Pillars, banners, He's like tapestries. Is there plants? Uh, no. <laughs> there plan? That's not like a house plant. Sorry. Yeah, I need it. No, this is the north. <laughs> All right, then I'll just walk out. Okay. Who I am? It's like I need this. All right. Do you guys take your leave? Yeah. Can you press it. the issue. No, don't press the issue. Just leave. So it's the wise thing to do. Yeah. I'm leaving. All right. So you now have. I allowed our players to have some downtime. They have powered up and. After a long four weeks, you make your way back to the inn that you were staying at. Question. Um, my bow. Yes. Does it get, is it any better now, like, more to hit, more damage because of... The adjustments made? Yeah, the adjustments. I will DM that to you later. Sounds good. Uh, so you make your way back to the tavern that you were staying at, and after a long night of partying, feasting, as the new, say, not necessarily year, but a new period of luck under Lady Tamora has now come about in the fe the winter feast. There is much partying and going and the citizens are happy and there's more people because they're not really being kidnapped anymore. And <laughs> so you see a lot more kids running around and Yay. it's brighter and there's sunshine and then darkness because it's nighttime. <laughs> the darkness because everyone's dead. But... And everybody was drinking and if you don't drink alcohol, maybe water, but Ooh. the water's probably spiked because people are happy and partying. <laughs> <laughs> Rodis is definitely Bro, just like acting cool. very weird after drinking his normal glass of water. <laughs> That's why I said tea and not water. You know so, how they make tea, right? So it's fine. Don't worry. About <laughs> it's it. it's fine. Fine. It's just it's like a little bit of extra power tea. Uh, Rodis, after he's getting a little cray cray, he's gonna go over to the barkeep and go. One day, uh, one day I'll take back my land and I'll walk up to him and I'll just. I'll just, I'll punch him, and then I'll, oh, I don't know what I'll do next. Oh, it'll be great. It'll be great. You see the bartender turn around, he's like, wiping down a glass, and he's like, oh, you do that, buddy. You do that, buddy. This water is just, it's so excellent. I need more. He just, just kind of like smirks at some of the other guests that are like snickering, and he just passes you a couple glasses. <laughs> I'm having a good, I'm, dr I'm drinking. I'm drinking. 
There's party games, there's like pop the balloon with the arrows where you stand behind a line and if you go past the line then you lose your money, but if you can pop the arrows, pop the balloons with arrows, you know, really make some money. There's gambling, there's broom racing, there's a couple flying brooms provided. Please tell me Rosie is Please tell me Rosie provided the broom. Rosie is in the race. Please. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm going to go over to Rosie. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I think I figured out your riddle, by the way. Oh, did you know? Oh, I did. Um, was it? I just forgot. That's nice, dear. She passes you a broom and another glass of water. Okay. I, I literally just forgot. <laughs> Man... Oh. That was that was Steven's really smooth Steph, way to try to say, hey, I solved the riddle, but he hey, actually... Steph, I got the answer for you if you want. It's a candle. I, I need to look at it again. Hey, this is what Melvin, do you walk up and give Rondis the answer? <laughs> yeah, in Melvin fashion, he pats <laughs> Rondis on the back and goes, it's a candle. Oh, oh, Rosie, Rosie! I remembered it. Okay, it's a... And he just throws up, just oh, everywhere. Okay. Uh, Rosie looks at Melvin, gives him a thumbs up for knowing the riddle, and... Melvin's been studying. Snaps her fingers, and you see a bunch of little worker gnomes come up, and they're like... Eh. And they, like, try and heft Verandis in onto the thing, but he's heavier than he looks, because he's kind of scaly now, and bigger, and buffer. And so it's like they're like, they gotta roll him on. Guess you could say he's tougher. Do we want to give a quick overview of what we did over the four weeks? If you would like, yes. And then. Because I didn't know he's bigger. They bring Brondus over and they dump him onto his bed after much struggling and walking upstairs. He's out. Okay. He's out. So if you all would like to give a brief overview of what you did for the four weeks of downtime for our viewers, then you may. And yeah, then you can partake in some of the festival activities, and we will start with Melvin. Okay, so I got Savage Attacker, which lets me reroll any damage I want once per turn. It's a feat, by the way. It's a feat. And then I also got the Linguist feat because I thought it'd be downright hilarious to have Melvin know three languages nobody else did. <laughs> I raised my charisma by one, and I bought some supplies. I, um. St- uh, wow, words. Uh, I. Studied to see if I could figure out what was wrong with Zeress. Um, and I trained her to be my mount. And of course, I found carrots and game for both Forkin and Melvin. And I also had a mini meltdown in the forest. It's fine. Forest just, you know, falling apart. Uh, I spent my time actually teaching, uh, teaching Vesk Elvin. And I... I, I did some I did some painting. I did some painting. Not telling what of, but I did some painting. And I also upped my strength by one. It's now eight. It's now eight. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, performed a small ritual for the Okami Beast and my ancestors. And then I also um, had some good fun times with Forkin and Brondis beating the crap out of each other. And also learned some Elven. From uh, Gerard. Um, Rondis, when he wasn't in the library, uh, trying to do some research and studying, he decided to beef up and uh, hang out with Forkin and Vesk and just beat the crap out of each other. 
and uh, he got the uh, tough feet for that. Or not, sorry, he got the dragonborn hide or something. Yeah. So I got, I got buff my constitution yeah. to a twenty. Went to the gym. Got swole. Got swole. Yeah, Ron is a swole spell cast. Taking protein powder now. He's got a good diet. Yeah. That, that's part of his potions. A little bit away. He's definitely more like a CrossFit guy, not like a deadlift guy. <laughs> so then, why have we not heard about it? What? If he's a CrossFit guy, why haven't we heard about it? That's true. That is true. Vesk is more of a yoga guy, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gerard is like a very casual gym goer. He just he, he which wants to keep up his physique. Melvin is the gym. Melvin is the gym. They had some Forkin, as you heard, was with the other wizard bros, beating the stuffing out of each other, getting that tough feet, making gains, and then was also just forging new gear and equipment for the upcoming season. For the Smiths. So, Smiths. Alright. Do you guys peruse around the festivals and partake in any of the... Question that I totally forgot to ask you. Could he answer that I could totally... Maybe Could he have fixed the chip, the chip that I made in my dad's sword when I hit the statue? The, the, the he can try. Okay. okay. <laughs> because, he can because, because you don't want your dad finding out and beating the crap out of you. No. <laughs> I want, because he's still alive. He can right. definitely try. So, back on track. Do you guys partake in any of the festival? I'm out. Yes. There's drinking contests, there's mini games, and broom racing. Broom racing. I, I am broom racing. I want to know who I okay, so you want a broom race? The mini games are like a dart throw to pop like balloons and things. Drinking contest along those same lines. There's the one where you put your hand on the table and you take a knife and you oh. go between your fingers like that. I'm doing There's that one. Definitely so some games. I'll do it. I'll There's <laughs> also uh, caper tossing for watch, any of you more good. strong. I want to do that one. <laughs> All right, so. Broom racing. Nap, do you want to do anything? I'll do the popping balloon thing. Pop balloons, Gerard. I'm going to watch Vesk do the knife thing, and I'm going to be spending a lot of time by myself. Okay. Yes, I'm playing the knife game. Knife. And keep toss. I'm throwing the stuff. All right. So we'll start with the broom races. Yes! Yes! Our friend Rondus is doing Rondus is already on the broom. Rondus fell off of his Hey, Rondus, you can wake up if you'd like and come back down in a few hours if, and if partake in any games you'd like. In a little bit. if you want, yeah. Melvin can tie you to the broom. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll, he'll come down <laughs> drunkenly <laughs> stumbling and get on the broom. Melvin wants that. Okay. So, what's we tied to a magical broom? As you guys have been perusing the festival and Vrondis kind of is allowed, is able to wake up and get back on his little steady legs. He's still very much out of it, but yes, he he's is. he's hobbling around. You make your way to the broom races where Aura has been tugging you before I since the beginning of the night. I want to go over to Vrondis and sort of just take him to his room and be like, "Hey, hey, buddy, just, just go lay down." Wait, what? What? You, you say? What did you say? Okay, I walk over to Vrondis and I say. Uh, Vrondis, uh, you feeling alright? I have never felt better in my life! Alright, but, uh, let's take you back to your this room. This water is so good! Let's take you back to your room and you can go lay down and, uh... No, no, I, I told Aura. I would, I, I promised I'd be more... We talked, she said I need to be more friendly and have more interpersonal skill. Okay. I don't know what that is! Understand. This Understand. water is so good! It's <laughs> like, he kind of looks at the broom, he looks at Aura, and he just kind of like... Okay. Okay. Alright, buddy. 
Come on. Sorry, Aura. I tried to talk to people. <laughs> I, sort of I tried was... my laugh. Do you want to hear it? I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha! <laughs> I added some. It's. I'm going to. I'm going to bed now. Yes, yeah, it's getting better. You slump under the broom, and the broom begins to rise. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I'm gonna ask <laughs> just. Kinda... Um, yeah. you know that potion, uh, that we got. Um, in our party, the, potion. the potion that had the weird kind of swirly thing that we mm-hmm. picked up at the. Yeah. I want to drink that. Why? Don't oh, do that. Please Why would you I'm gonna it take it out of his hand and be like, hey, whoa, 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 would you please whoa. just wait? It, it's in the bag of holding, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, with yeah. me, so you're not getting it. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah, all you gotta attempt. You gotta attempt to talk to Melvin about it. I can. I'm been around for a while. I can. Hold my I'm gonna hand. escort him to his chamber and just sort of put the chamber pot next to him in case he decides Elvin, to bark. Elvin, Elvin, liquor is strong. So, so, there are three other people riding brooms and flying them around. It's kind of like ice skating in this town, except ice skating's for losers because they have flying brooms here. <laughs> so, every winter, under the northern lights, people love to mount the brooms and fly under the northern lights. So, you want to do that? Okay. So you do. Omnom tries to follow you, but he begins... Ooh, I gotta roll for that. <laughs> Actually, do you wanna roll for all now? Yes, I do! Yes. So I roll a d12? D12. Yes, d12. Tell me Where's my d12? There's they all look the three. same. I'll look up the... This uh, is terrifying. Eight. Oh, Eight. No. Uh, okay. It should be in a stat block or yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm Let's see if we figure it out first. <laughs> Roars loudly when its bonded creature is touched by another creature. <laughs> So as Rosie begins to like guide you and show you because you're a first time flyer, Omnam is just roaring and pawing at the ground and foaming at the mouth and kind of rolls around a little bit. He's he is not having it. I'm not trying to jump it because after what's what's Omnam's strength? Oh gosh, it's like a fifteen. Strength is a seventeen. Oh no. Okay, so as you begin to rise, I'm not. You just see him take off at a dead sprint under you, and he attempts to jump and try and catch you. Do you have to roll for him? No. Do you fly higher, fly lower? Do you, what do you do? Fly at his level, so he's like maybe feels okay. Yeah, I'm gonna fly at his level, and I'm gonna just kind of make sure he's okay. okay. So you fly close to the ground level, and I'm um. Feels okay by, but he's still very afraid that you're just going to take off. Uh, Zares is sleeping in the stable because it's kind of cold out right now, and she's recovering, obviously. So, all right. How did they react when we brought a dragon back? That's a wonderful question, actually. <laughs> uh, I well, assume the party would like try to keep it like, like maybe pay off a few DL? stable people to try not cause yeah. any attention to it. They've seen. Honestly, if anything, Forkin's still wearing a dread helm, carrying around like the flail, and has a couple scars. They kind of look at him and they're like, he does look like a guy that would have a dragon in the party. He looks. He's got the signet ring thing. He's yeah. Like, hey, 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 hey. So, so uh, Melvin, you want to do caper tossing? Yes, I did. So, for those of you who don't know, capers are these big old think telephone poles that you chuck for distance. It's like javelin throwing, but way better. It's a hard for the Irish. Or the Scottish. Think brave. Anyway. (laughs) So, Melvin, if you would, roll the strength. Is it a strength check or a saving throw? No, it's an attack. So, like, roll roll it like you would throw. Alright, cool. 
Well, obviously it's going to be reckless because they can't attack back. It's a reckless throw. <laughs> Melvin just takes it, and if you've seen like a shot putter, like like uh, spinning around and tossing the ball, you just see Melvin taking the caper, getting some momentum, and just launching yeah. that sucker. So strength, you said. Yes. Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> All right. So as you launch your caper, there's another very capable-looking, stout-looking human in a kilt with some bagpipes. He's like, "All right, laddie. Well, you think you can throw like the best of us?" As you throw your caper, he launches his. They come like twin missiles, and they fall directly right next to each other, <laughs> tying. And he's like, "Oh, you're good, but you're not good enough." <laughs> he grabs another, and he's going for it again. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Bring it on. I love this. It's so heavy. Oh no. We always did not want What do you roll? Roll. Dang it. I need it flat. So this was a five, and this one was a three. three. Oh, so that is 13. You notice on his breath the smell of that <laughs> sweet sugar water that Rhonda's smelled. <laughs> his cheeks are a little bit rosy, and he picks up his caper, and he's like, I'm gonna show you, and he falls backwards <laughs> under his caper, asleep under it, kind of clutching it like it's a blanket of safety. <laughs> Well, that's kind of heavy, so I'm going to roll it. It's a security blanket for a second. You launch your caper, and it sails way under. I'm going to pick the caper off of him so it doesn't crush him to death. I thought you were a good Goliath. They hand you a small little caper that you can wear on a necklace for winning. So it's like a little It's a little log with a red ring around it, and inscribed on it, it says, Caper Toss Champion. Is it hollow inside? Yeah, so you, it's like it's like a thick little piece of wood, and you can yeah. like string it through a necklace. Okay. I'm trying to imagine what that would like. The long way is it strung through, or is it like, so? Is it like a T, or does it just continue? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, you hold it vertic. If you would hold it vertically, there's a small little hole at the okay. top of it that you can thread through, and then it hangs down vertically on. Can I get like a tiny little hole in there, and that'll be Rupert's new home? <laughs> no, it's, it's too small for Rupert. Too small for Rupert? Yes. What? All right. You could tie it onto a string, and then he could carry it around. That is true. <laughs> he is the caper toss. Is, is, is this the end of candlelight? The beginning of Winter Festival? Oh, okay. I was just wondering if we got anything from Our Lady of Luck. Getting there. So now you wanted to you wanted to play some of the dark toss. Some dark toss, yeah. Okay. All right. You step up to the line and you see this really cocky-looking half-elf dude, and he's just like tossing like dude perfect uh-huh. uh, sponsor uh, darts behind his back as you see them pop pop pop. Yeah. See some trick shots of people like running through the building. They toss a dart, it slides off the bar, and it just. <laughs> like three balloons at once. What do you do? I woke up. Hello, gents. I would like to participate. And they're like, okay. And they pass you a couple darts to see what you're made of, and they're just kind of watching. Roll. All right. Not much this is a dexterity? Yes. Nice. And you can count it as a monk weapon. 14. So, 14. So, you're. Roll acrobatics as well. Oh, acrobatics? Acrobatics. Acrobatics, yes, gonna do a backflip and throw it. Ooh, that's good. Uh, 19 plus uh, okay. 26. So, how do you wanna how do you wanna pop some balloons? Uh, I don't wanna do this. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Okay, so as you run, you run up to the bar, you place one foot on the ledge of it, mm-hmm. and then you backflip straight off and you launch a couple darts in a spread and you pop three of the top row of balloons and you see the dude perfect guys looking at you, <laughs> or the perfect dudes just look at you like, this guy's got potential. You see somebody else walk up, one of the other initiates, and you see him run, slide under a table, ricochet it off the ceiling, and then nails down through two of the other balloons. So, how do you want to, do you want to keep showing off with this guy, or? Uh, why not? That's good. So, roll acrobatics, and roll, uh, roll a hit again. So, <laughs> that is great. That's going to be a two and a six. It's going to be Okay, what do you attempt? Thirteen, um, and then... Nine. Okay, what do you attempt to do? So... Oh, man. Let's see, what is that? What is there in the bar? So there's tables, there's a fireplace, there's lights hanging down, there's some torch sconces along the walls, stairs, the bar itself, and then the dartboard where the balloons are. Alright, does the fireplace have, like, one of those little metal things sticking up? Where, like, like a grate? <clears throat> like the prongs that you put the wood on? Prongs. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I bounce it off one of those. Okay, as you do, the dart sticks in and begins to slowly burn. <laughs> <laughs> so you you take it, you look, you glance around the bar, you see if you've ever seen Sherlock Holmes look in plants and you're doing all the calculations, <laughs> and you're like, yes, your eyes flash, and you take the dart and you launch it at the fireplace, and everybody's like, <gasps> and then as it just sticks in there and begins to burn, everybody's like, what? I went to do that, uh, not an accident at all. The other guy looking at you, kind of scoffs, <laughs> amateur, <laughs> spins out from behind you and does your exact trick. <laughs> the perfect dudes induct him into their clan. They thank you for your application, but maybe next year. Everything is like... Vesk, did you want to participate in the knife? Yes, game? knife game. What do I need to roll? Slide of hand. Please drop off one of your fingers. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. You walk in, you see everybody, and you like the perfect dudes. You just scoff at them as amateurs. You take your hand, slap it down, blindfold yourself, don't even look, and you're like, and you just go and go and go as you get faster, and their eyes are like. <laughs> they just they do that? hand you a cleaver and they're like the knife king <laughs> and stories from then on would be told of the lizard who came in and became the knife king <laughs> as they have seen no one compete Please, since no. <laughs> best part about that Vest goes yeah and he lifts his hand and his fingers stay on the table <laughs> <laughs> That entire hand just stays on the table. Like, yeah! Hey guys, I don't have feeling in my fingers! So, you just see a bunch of halflings running out like, Did you see the Knife King? He's back! Like, like your legend's already been a thing. Do we have like a Kuatoa thing where they're just like, Oh my gosh. 
Some of the kids are like bowing profusely, <laughs> trying oh to learn your secrets, tugging on your cloak. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I'm You're trying thinking to get like, out of there. Oh, that night charisma goes for I'm trying to get out of there. So, now ah, okay, I'm going to come to your rescue. Can I fly high? I'm just going to be like, um, the Knife King. Roll. Roll stealth. You can only to try and get away from Omnom. Or a sleight of hand to distract him with something. Try to get away. I don't like that devilish knife you have there. Uh, 22. 22. You're able to, like, bend down, grab a stick, throw up towards the woods, and Omnom chases it. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. beautiful. Uh, so, as you, you can fly higher, you see some of the other broom racers going through what looks like these magical rings in the sky as Rosie is now up there on a broom, and she's kind of raised her hand, and some of the aurora lights have come down and created hoops in the sky. And so it looks like people are racing through them going for speed. Okay. So, like, if you've seen, like, slalom races with, like, skiers, it's kind of like that. Okay. So if you want to participate in the broom racing, you can. Yes, I would like to. Okay. So I want you to roll Animal acrobatics to attempt to stay in your broom as you have to go through increasingly harder hoops at tighter turns and drops and things such as that. 17. 17. So you're able to take the beginner's course really easily, surpassing a number of beginners that are like, whoa, that's crazy. And your <laughs> blue hair's flying back in the wind. You look like a blue comet streaking through the sky. Oh, that's cool. Do you want to try some of the harder ones? Yes. Okay. So roll three acrobatics checks. Oh, no. Natural one. No. Yes. No. Yes. 24, 24, Jeez. and uh, 14. Okay, so for the first... But, yes, 14. For the first two-thirds of the, like, the medium track, you've even caught up to some of the racers that have already been on it for a little bit. You're taking all the turns at the tightest way possible. You're going down, up, spinning, turning. If you've ever seen Harry Potter go after a snitch, it's very much like that. <laughs> You're performing all of the maneuvers of an expert broom racer that people are just amazed. And you yourself were kind of caught off guard as you're like, man, I've never been on a broom this fast before. <laughs> and you see some of these, yeah, you see some kids down there, they're like, wow, she's got the Nimbus. Wow. Streak through, give a high fives to a couple of the kids, and they're just like looking at their hands stunned, like, I will, I will never, never wash this, this again. again. <laughs> she lost my hand off. This is Worth a, it. This is where legends are made. We have the Knife King, we have Harry Potter, the sequel. We have Braveheart over here. <laughs> you fly through, and this is where it gets a little shaky for you. You attempt to barrel roll down and land on your feet, Why? but it kind of go. Just look awesome. And it, it goes a little bit haywire, so you skid to a halt and you catch the broom as you'd let go of it, uh, catching it behind you. And you just see Rosie like a few more races like that, and you could keep that broom. <laughs> so she just picked up all of those dice like bet. All right. So for this one, you're going to be doing contested acrobatic rolls against some of the other racers. Uh -huh. I want you to take five, roll five D20. I need more D20, people. Are those good dice? Yes. This is a flying broom on the line. Yes. That's all he said. I'm rolling these just to see. Okay, so do them one at a time. 
Ready, set, go. What? What'd you get? Seven. Seven? What? Uh, plus okay. everything? Yeah. Oh. So the first racer <laughs> is able to overtake you on the more advanced uh, advanced course. Okay. And you're feeling a little disheartened. So second second racer. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. Sixteen. This is better. Okay. Again, you're coming in really close now as you're getting hanged for the advanced course. You're right on their broomtail, but they still streak in. This gives you a little bit more motivation. Roll again. 17 again. Yeah, so you've gotten a feel for the course now, and you're able to surpass this dude as you just completely streak past you. And the two racers before were like, man, she's been flying like that. We've been toast. So, roll again. What'd you get? Nine. Nine? Yeah. You destroy this next racer, and they're completely shocked at the, com the turnaround and your mastery of the broom. They've been flying these for years, and they just don't understand <laughs> why they this is going on. So roll again. Oh, nine again. It's a tie, so roll off. So you're neck and neck as you're nearing the finish line. The final hoop that's bigger, grander, there's more colors swirling around. This is for all the marbles. Everybody's holding their breath, waiting, going, and... And at the very last moment, you perform a maneuver. Melvin yells out, Brick! from the sideline, and the guy falls off his broom, and you make it past the finish line. Yes! Oh. Yeah! Oh. Didn't really yell a brick, you threw a brick. But... Uh, <laughs> is that not how the saying goes? Is how it's brick. And you ch chuck a brick out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As you land, Rosie looks at you. You've earned that broom. Yeah! What? She's a broom Told you it was a good oh dive! Yeah! Ron just really wants to not be drunk right now. You said you could come downstairs, and then you went back upstairs. <laughs> Because the cat person was being all motherly. Yeah, I was like, hey man, uh, take a load off. Uh, you had too much. Do you want to come back downstairs? You can totally come downstairs. You can do it. Hey, that's yeah. on if you remember. <laughs> that's all. I mean, I have a flying mouth for the broom? Yeah. I don't Or do you want to do like a drinking contest or anything like that? We also have you a flying carpet. Brought us to do a drinking contest. Uh, you, <laughs> you have a decent constitution. All right, he's gonna do the the the, the broom. He's gonna try, he's gonna try for the broom. Yeah, try for All right, so I want you to roll. Acrobatics check. Okay. Just one die to begin with. Hey. Yes. You said acrobatics, right? Yep. That would be a 20. 20. Yeah. So you're even better in your drunken state than you would have been. Normally, you probably would have been a little shaky as you kind of got in the air a little bit. And Why are there two broomsticks? You have removed your inhibitions. But removing your inhibitions and all of your own natural fears, you're like an ace. Oh, yeah. Because Ron is, is fucking terrified of heights. Why do you you keep trying to get flying things when he's terrified of heights? Then why'd you have you to, need to roll again? So now roll three acrobatics. Three. He's drunk now. Oh, 22. Roll. Okay. 
Um, 22. Uh, 10. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that one. Okay, so... You're feeling on top of the world, and oh, yeah. you quite literally are as you're riding this broom. And Rosie just kind of looks over and ah, oh, there's another potential hopeful. And as you're taking the slopes, some of the some of that sugar water is starting to wear off, and you're getting shaky. Now you're getting shaky on the broom. And you're like, oh, oh god! So, like, I realize that I'm like literally going down like maybe like a black slope like for skiing, but on a broom that's like 15 feet above the ground, I'm just like, <laughs> so. No! <laughs> Your 22 saved you. If you want to try again, you can try again. This is more of like Bronis just trying to get back to where he started. Right. Uh, that is a 19. Okay, yeah. You're or, able... No, sorry, an 18. You're able to quell your fears as you're able to remount your broom and get back to the course. So, all right. If you're trying for the race, though, to keep the broom, you have to beat some of the advanced racers. Ready? Yeah. Set. Roll. Natural 20. You easily outstrip this other dude, and you just kind of cast a small little magic missile at him. And but Bronis is just like, Oh, I need to get back! I need to get back! I need to get back! He's not. He's like not even aware. Okay. He's in a race right now. All right. And so you come back to the start, and you see another challenger kick off the ground and come up to meet you in the air, ready, windswept back, black hair as this elf is like, I've been racing broom since I was six. And I'm 800 now. <laughs> I want to cast Catapult on him with a couple of snowballs, if I can do that. As you're flying or before you fly? As I'm flying. All right, so... I have one hand available. Right, so first roll. Roll, the, roll, roll for the broom. Okay. I thought you had no idea what... Uh, would, that, would that give me any type of bonus if I successfully catch the snowball? What did you roll? I rolled a, uh, a five. Add a d4 to it. As you catch him on the, sh the broom shaft. Seven. Seven. So even with this, this guy tail whips it around into like a spin, mm -hmm. and he catches the snowball midair and strips past you through the finish line. Ah! Okay, so roll again. Okay. Nope. Now at this point, he's just, he just he needs to get on the ground. What'd you roll? Uh, I got seven. Okay, so this guy beats you as well. Yeah. You have one more try if you want. Do it. Do it. Do it. We all are cheering me on. Do it. 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 Oh, that's good. D4 guidance. That's a... No. You see Morgan, like, whisper to Melvin? Guidance. You just hear... That is a... That is a 23. Yes, so with the guidance... You see little snowballs showing you the best path, and you're like, I can do it! I can do it! And you yeah. whoosh through them, and you whoosh through the hole before the guy even knows what's going on. You've already lapped him. There's one more racer. One oh, more. You've got this, Brandis! 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 Before I do this, I'm gonna play dirty again. I'm gonna, ca I'm gonna try to chuck a snowball into his face. Catapult. <laughs> whispers, whispers to Gerard this time. That's a seventeen. Yeah, you didn't even need to waste your snowball. You outstripped this dude, going through through the hoop. Rosie looks at you. And, 
I thought you were hopeful, and then you looked to be a little shaky, but you got your broom legs. And she passes you the broom you have now rightfully earned. Whoa! I go, We have two brooms now. I'm never using this. Ever. <gasps> and he gives it to Jerome. Yeah! <laughs> In that case, I'll take the carpet. Huh? <laughs> you guys know, no, 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 the carpet's fine, for sure. I packed that into all the buys. Carpet's everybody's. And with that, <laughs> the festival has come to an end, and you guys may now go back to the tavern to sleep off the night of fun oh, and drink goodness. and flying and fun. I'm going to uh, miss you step to the top of a building yeah. and sit and stare at the sky. Okay. All right, then. What are you doing? He's I'm teleporting to the top of a building and sitting and looking, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate on, on, the, on the roof of the building. Okay. Nothing happens. <laughs> yes, you are. Alright. So. Father, probably dead. <laughs> right. Oh! I'm gonna attune to the sword again. I'm gonna do that periodically to see if he's still not dead. It. You still can't attune to it. Alright, well, that's hopeful. Just letting you know that goes to him later. Alright. A missive for the master. Oh, mister. Okay, so, do I have to go find Omnom, or did he come back after that? He came back. Okay. He sniffed you out. He's, he's passed out in your room. I mean, even if he was lost, I could find him. Like, you know, have you ever seen him. those pictures of dogs where they, like, take up half the bed because yeah. they lay diagonally across it? That's Aww. Omnom on your bed right now. Mm-hmm. He's he's out. So we like to come together as well. You have separate Are rooms. they both sleeping on my bed? What? No, Zares Zares is, Zares is bigger, and she's in the stables. Yeah. yeah. Like an animal. It's like how to, it's like it's like in how to train your dragon where he's trying to get Don't to give me that look. She is an animal. She is not an animal. She is a She's not beast. something you wanna poke with a stick, that's for sure. That's yeah. definitely yeah. sure. Yeah. Melvin goes to right. poke two dragons. So as you lay down one, your heads so. to sleep, <laughs> belly's full <coughs> of drink, good food, good memories. Vesk. In the middle of the night, you wake up. And there's kids asking. But and there's blood everywhere. You're not on your bed. <laughs> You're on a grassy floor. There's sakura trees all around you. The sky is blue. Cherry blossoms are floating in the wind. And you see a path laid out before you. Where he is? I don't. I. I follow the path. As you get to the end, you see a cherry blossom tree bigger than all of the rest of them. It's like hundreds of feet tall, twisting into the sky, almost blotting it out with the pink petals that are now breaking off and floating away, creating an intricate dance. And at the base of the tree, you see a woman sitting on a stump, holding a staff. I carefully walk up. To the woman. As you approach her, she looks at you, she holds the staff out, and she says, Don't listen. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't hear that. <laughs> Say again. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't hear what you said to me. She speaks up and she says, Dozo. And she hands her the staff. Or something. <laughs> It means please take. Oh. Yeah. I but that's bow and it is. take the staff. 
and uh, I wish I could prepare for this, but I say thank you, Enzini. She nods her head, and she disappears in a flash of pink petals, and you open your eyes again, and you're in your room, and the staff is leaned in the corner up against your pack. Master Shifu! (laughs) (laughs) Master Shifu! Oh my gosh, if only he was a turtle! Exactly! You just see a big turtle sitting in a tree. Um, My new character. Noodle, don't noodle. (laughs) So that is the staff of awakening. The staff of awakening. Or woodlands. Sorry. No, that was. You actually got that? I got the staff of woodlands. Oh, what? Awakening in the woods. It does a lot of cool things. Wait, is that your Christmas gift? Without yeah, that, that was my Christmas gift. Nice. Candlelight. So, okay. Aura, hmm? as you lay your head down and you fall into a deep sleep, you wake up and everything's hot. There's ash floating around you and you're in a dark cave, heated, heated by a, a warm glow coming from down what seems to be the end of a cavern. As you walk, you come to a precipice, and you look down, and there are little alcoves throughout this giant cavern, and you see roosting are red dragon wormlings, and at the bottom, nestled on this big pile of gold and lava flows, is a giant red dragon. I'm gonna go down and pet all the baby dragons as I go down to the big one. So as you go to the big dragon, and you pet all the baby dragons, they just kind of like... You know, and you pet like little kittens and puppies and stuff, and they like kind of curl over and make little mewling noises. Yeah, they they all do that. The dragon senses your approach, and he lifts his head, and he opens his big amber eye, and he looks at you, and he glances over to the side, and he lifts a wing, and under it, you see on top of a pile of gold, an exotic-looking saddle and some riding boots to match. And he blinks his eye, and you wake up. And sniffing it is Omnom now in your room, <laughs> trying to put his little, trying to put his two big paws into the boots, not really figuring it out, but he's trying. It's like putting a square in a little, in a little circle hole. It's just not working, but he's going. Animals putting their paws in boots. Please tell me we get to see Omnom. Like, I have made a mistake, like waddling around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then like a cat, he just lifts up his back legs and he's just like walking. Yeah. He's trying. He's trying really hard, and then his legs come up, and they start scraping the ceiling. And now he's stuck like a pole in between because there's too much forces acting on him because he's pressing up against the ceiling. And he, he doesn't know what to do, and he starts freaking out, and then he falls over and he passes back out. And one of the boots is like Goodbye. on the little tip of his nose, hanging off, hanging off the end. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love him so much. But this is why I chose not to sleep in the room. <laughs> Gerard, as you enter your meditation, your mind begins to wander, and as you stare at the the weaving lights in the sky, you find yourself sitting on your bed in Mirandu. Okay. The door slightly open. I'm gonna stand up and um, look around and walk out the door and kind of cautiously look around like what as you walk out the door and you walk down the hallway you notice a door that's 
that wasn't there before along the hallway that you're used to. It's also slightly open. It's a freaking soundtrack. I'm gonna walk to the the door. Uh, the door, the new, the new door, and then push the new door open. As you push it open, you notice like a laboratory set out before you, and there's like potions and popping noises and liquids and vials. They're all flashing about, and you just see little head, spiky, erratic, blue hair, just popping out from everywhere and a big bald spot in the middle and you see him like holding up like a vial and he pours it out and he catches it in another vial over here and you're like you don't understand how he did that but he did and he swirls <laughs> it around he looks at it takes a swig of it burps a little bit and he just turns around he's like oh, oh you're here oh god oh, oh that took a while huh? oh man oh you, oh you scared the crap out of me okay okay bud go oh, give me a moment no, God. Apologies. No, what are you doing? No, it's over here. It's over. And he gestures. He's pointing at a table. He's like, oh, oh man. And he, like, slumps down. <laughs> okay, I will walk over to the table. And... You you notice a set of potions making kit sitting there. It's got your name on a little tag, as well as a tome laying next to it. Alright. I'm gonna gather this stuff. And... From there, you open your eyes, and you're back on the roof, and next to you, somehow situated precariously, but still not falling nonetheless, are bunches, other bunches of vials and potions and ingredients that you have now gathered, and the book is actually kind of starting to slide a little bit. And you Grab catch it. Stuff. All right. What's the book? As you open the book, you see um, the author, and it says Richter Mordicus, and you begin... <laughs> Flipping through the pages, the book actually contains recipes for multiple potions. Ah, so you have a recipe book for making potions. Nice. What's this? Stephen? Yes, sir. Uh, explanation for why. <laughs> you don't want to know. Oh, okay, sure. All right. Melvin, as you walk into your room and you just face plant in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. You you feel the falling motion going down, and as soon as your head hits the pillow, it's like you're inverting, and you come back Ooh, around to yeah, a standing position. Wow. And so you're a little tripped out, but this is nothing new to you. You've had these kind of weird <laughs> sensations before. And in front of you is a mirror. It's a full-body-length mirror. Yes. Oh. And as you gear up to fight, you see your reflection do the same, except he grabs the edges of the mirror and steps out, and Leonard comes to greet you. Cool. Leonard? <laughs> Melvin? Leonard has a British accent. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, Steven, edit that out in the, in the, in the post-credits. Coughs a little bit. Edit that out of your mind. How would you supposed to know that? From the no. one time I talked to him earlier the in this. one time. I do yeah, the one time. The one first... Time. You want to know why? Because I haven't found any mirrors. Yeah. Are mirrors that don't trap you in them. Yeah, mirrors that I don't. <laughs> Hello, old chap. It's been a while. It's more Australian, but okay. Uh, it right. works, okay? <laughs> uh, Melvin, I don't have much time, but I did want to give you this. And he holds out his hand, and you see a tiny little black fly on it. It's a little statue. <gasps> it's the size of Rupert. <laughs> Alright, I grabbed the Rupert statue. Cheerio! And he... Back in here. <laughs> Wait, so who who is this guy? Can't, I'm just confused. Who is it's, this guy? Leonard. 
Leonard. Who is Leonard? Melvin's <laughs> reflection. Yeah. Leonard just the other so talks to himself in the mirror. He's and when he does, he has an alternate personality. Yeah, he's the other voice inside my head. <laughs> but he's actually. Oh, never mind. I'm, I'm very confused. <laughs> it's kind of like split. This is Steven's computer, Adam. So, like, no. So much more, like, As you go to bite it, it doesn't, like, you feel a tooth almost crack. It looks exactly like Rupert down to the string holding it, except it's immobile. And as you open your eyes, now on your bed, you feel in your hands, one in, in one hand is Rupert, realived and undead and well, and then in the other hand is this tiny little black statue closely resembling him. What? <laughs> do you do anything with it? The quest to find out what that statue is. As you bring them closer, you see it begin to like <coughs> vibrate a little bit, and your hands begin to shake. And Rupert begins to grow a little bit in the other hand. <gasps> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> okay. Do you do anything more? I put them together. <laughs> <laughs> As you them together. No, no not like. Enough to kill Rupert. But I yeah, but as you put your hands together and you like open them back up, Rupert's no longer there. But under you, there's a gl- growing black mass, and now the size of your bed, and you're mounted upon a giant Rupert. <laughs> That's a giant fly, right? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the ebony fly statue. But it causes Rupert to grow instead of it manifesting another fly. <laughs> that is amazing. That is so good. He's just, he's what? Just, he, is big enough? Is it big enough for him to write it? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have all of the flying now. It's yes. That's like so big. Everyone can fly. We can have the rangers with like this. Nobody's the freaking well, dragon wait, underneath and the carpet two. just. We don't even need the carpet anymore. We have two flying boots. I have the boots. So, so, so if you think about it, the brooms aren't going to be able to fly very long distances. They're better. They're more like quick horses and kind of things. Whereas the the carpet's more like your long distance minivan. It won't yeah. go as fast as the brooms, but it'll get you there. We use the pretty quick. Like an electric car. They're like, yep. Right what if we tie the brooms to the carpet to get the speed and the endurance? Let's tie the brooms to the <laughs> but, cart. <laughs> That'll be that, for you guys to think about that, downstairs that, in the morning. That's beautiful. I love that so much. I don't think we have to go on the ground. Melvin's face! Jalen's face! Okay. 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 What did you ask for? Something to help you guys with, and then I gotta fly, apparently. That'll help us. That will help us that a lot. That will help us a lot. We have a giant fly. I don't see how that's You have range. You help us by being yeah. the best that you can be. Okay. You help us by taking down five drow and five turns. So, Vrondas, after a night of tossing and turning, going in and out of consciousness, you finally find real sleep. Oh, finally. And as you finally lay down, passed out, just you wake up <laughs> in your old wizarding tower. Like the one that was in my... Uh... Exactly the one. Yeah, old wizarding okay. tower. Immediately... Trinicus comes upon your shoulder. I pet a bit. And he nuzzles back into your hand and he takes off towards a bookshelf you've never seen before. Trinicus, what are you doing? Trinicus immediately begins pawing at two of the books. What did you find? I'm gonna go a little closer, kind of taking in 
that old musty smell of being next to the sewers when I was a kid, and I'm gonna go up to the bookshelf and see what he's pulling at. So you pull two books down. One book is a struggle to open, but you get it open nonetheless. It's got a silver clasp binding it together. It's made of varying leathers, and it seems to be shifting and shifting and shaping, ever-changing. It's really, it's, it's really weird. You've never seen anything like it before. Uh, can I attempt to uh, sit down and identify it, or...? Mm-hmm. Okay. As you sit back in one of your old chairs... Oh comfortable. Gosh. yeah. No, mm-hmm. You open, you begin to scry into the book and like peer at it with your mind and, yeah. and magic, and you get the sense that this book can only be opened once every full moon, but on that moon, a new spell will appear for you to copy down into your spell book. That's so awesome! I snap it, well, I mean, I guess it's shut, but I kind of like grasp it. Trinicus, I think, I think this will help us. And you look at the other book, and it seems to be like wrapped in a bubbly feeling, and it feels almost like you're holding a soap bubble. It's kind of weird, but you paw through it, and you notice that the paper doesn't tear when your claws kind of rip at it. And you notice, as Trinicus begins to like breathe a little bit on it, and a little bit of sparks catch on it, that they just instantly go out. And it's a blank journal. Well, Trinicus, I think I've found what I'm going to use all my money on. <laughs> oh, this is great. And you wake up, and you're sitting up in bed. And I look, are they, are they and there? the books are stacked on your nightstand. I'm going to look around for a moment. Thank you. I'm going to clutch them, and I'm going to fall asleep. And I'm going to make sure Trinicus is out watching the door. Now, as you go and you sit into whatever cat nap stance you like to do as you sleep... Ha, I get it. You... Wake up in meditation, like in a meditative stance on the top of a mountain. The peak is high up into the air, and as you look down around you, clouds are obscuring any other structures or mountains that would be below you, and you get the sense that you're really high up there. In front of you, you see three Kenku, and they also rise to meet you, and they come forward and they bow. They return the bow. They begin going through a series of motions. They flow. They, their bodies flow as they go through different stances and then different movements and different martial forms. Do you follow them? Yeah. So as you begin to do this dance, if you will, with them, you begin to get the sense that you're learning new moves and that you're learning a different martial style. And after what feels to you like hours of doing these stances, they they stop and they bow at you and they present you with a belt. And on the belt are four kunai. Do you put it on? Okay. And as you put it on, you your body immediately does one of the movements that you just learned. And the kunai goes out into the distance and you look at your belt and another one just regrows where it was. Oh, that's sick. Nice. That's so cool. 
You wake up, and the belt is strapped around you. Like a bandolier? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's nice. Alright. Oh, oh my gosh. What? <laughs> the shower of beautiful magic items. I will do fortunes later. There... Probably with Steven, because I want to be given a gift. And <laughs> not make it up for myself. Oh yeah, no, I... I uh... I do have the gift for you. you what? Do you want me to roleplay that right now? Or yeah! yeah. Okay. A new voice. Yes. A new voice. Uh, let me just sit in my old chair if you will allow me the pleasure. So, Forkin, as you begin to eventually sit down and rest, taking a moment to think upon the past few weeks and the discovery of that ancient temple. As of late, in your mind, you have dwelt on these thoughts. But for the moment, all is well, and you decide to rest. As you close your eyes, you feel a wave of heat hit your chest, and you smell coal burning and your eyes kind of sting a bit as you open up, and you notice that you're in, seems to become some kind of workshop. All around you, this haze of uh, red covers the workroom, and you see there are these different metal uh, uh, tools that are lie discarded on the floor, and you can hear just the small clicking and tapping of something up ahead. Your feet kind of lead you to an open room, where you see a small little clockwork dragon kind of swirl around and kind of keeping guard at this little desk area. It looks at you and it straightens up and you notice that it kind of stops its, you know, autonomous animation. And you notice there, lying on the desk is a tome with metal hinges and weird interlocking gears that really make no sense to you. But as you reach out your hand and touch it, you hear this and the lock opens. Uh, You notice that the book is called The Masterworks Collection, The Tinker's Tools, sixth edition by Eldrier Halak. Extra gizmo, you can go back to I could. I don't want to be encumbered. Is what you gave me homebrew? Yeah. Is what you gave me homebrew? Yes. There we go. I assume that will put it in later. So for your intensive purposes, Chris, um, it you can throw daggers, endless daggers. So it gives you some range. What's the range on it? Um, like, how far do you throw? So like, thirty feet. Oh, I thought. Uh, wait, is it based off like darts or daggers? Daggers. It's based off daggers. Thirty sixty. Yeah, that's okay. what I was thinking for. So it'll give you some reach to utilize. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty funny. I just added that herbalism kit, and as soon as I added it, it was like, and <laughs> Also, could I please attune to that? Yes. Thank you. I would love to attune to that. That makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> if if um if if those are either things I need to attune to, mm-hmm. are they? One's a spell book. So like one's in yeah, well, I'm sorry, the, the the moon one. No. Okay, cool. Then. Because the restrictions on it are like it it is only able it can be opened once every full moon. 
the reason I went up to the building, like, to just kind of sit, is because I'm kind of contemplating what I'm supposed to do now, because I fulfilled the reason I'm here, and I just, I just needed some time to myself to think about stuff. So you wake up in the morning. Do you enjoy your new gear and things? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I'm gonna spend like the whole day. Or never mind. I'm gonna anytime that I can that they're not buggering me. I'm gonna just try copying all my spells in the spell book, and I'll let you know how much gold I. I'll I'll, I'll mark down how much gold I need to spend I, on. I'll say any spells that you already know can already be within the book. Because that saves me a hell of a lot of gold. Are you sure? If you want, you calculate the number and then spend half. And you know it's already half because there's spells that I know, right? Right. Okay, cool. Sick. Um, if it would be possible, Matt, I would like to go to the magic shop. I don't know. Yes. Because there is something important that I need to buy. All right. With all of this money that I am swamming. Swamming in? Swamming. So you wake up, you go down, you I assume you eat a quick bref- bref- breakfast. Breakfast. What's going on here? Breakfast. I want breakfast. breakfast. Who'd you look up? Definitely not the mean. Breakfast. Yeah, I just take a oh, piece of paper and use Rupert for head outside. <laughs> Why? Well, because once it runs out, Rupert reverts back to his tiny form. Okay, question. If Answer. Rupert dies in this giant fly form, is he still okay? No, he's just banished back to tiny form. Okay, cool. That's that's what I needed to know. Yeah, that's like a little cat. So it's it's like, so now you can fight with the, the ebony fly and like figurines of wonder's power when the it's like one of our when the creature is defeated, it just gets banished back and it can be resummoned. Yeah, except it wouldn't get banished back because Rupert is a Yeah, so like it Rupert would deflate and come back to you. Yeah, gotcha. I know what the statues are like, it's like one of our yeah. but no, So no, Rupert won't die. Yeah, I was just He's not done that fly anymore. He's the king trips Okay. So, what do you all want to do today? Magic. So I, so I will take it that some of you want to go to the store, buy some things, and then come back and figure out where you want to go from the city as your leave of being able to stay here is running out. Yeah. Yes. Where are we? On I'm, the map? I'm already really kind of tired of this place. We are on the map. Yes. yes. You're basically up here. Okay, so we're on the snakehead. I've. Given them all names. There's the cow, the Nike sock puppet, and the Conkleder. Conkleder. Uh, don't worry about that. What the frick is Conkleder? All right, hold on. Oh. I'm looking it up. Yes. Ron, you don't it even know. It like a weird name for something weird. Yeah. What is? The weird name for something weird. Okay. <laughs> it's a weird thing, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see. You it. are here. Look at those maps and the mall. No, I, I immediately thought of like okay. the best style maps. Eighteen platinum. One pin on the stand, and then the cow's kind of. All right, so who all wants to go to the store and what store? Rosie's. Okay. I'm gonna get right to work making some healy potions. Okay. Um, I will. I am spending literally my whole day copying all my spells because it takes me about a day to do that. Okay. And I spent 
um, 180 gold because you said half of. So yeah, that's half. I would also say cut the time in half it takes you to because you are Seriously? you have intricate knowledge of those spells. You as is well. a wizard. Like that's something you've already done. You already know how to do these things. You can go about it a little bit faster than you did the first time. So. Can I start on a fourth painting with like the second half of my day? Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Uh, I think I want to try to brew something, like beer. It's still basically the whole day. Okay. Did you? Sixteen hours. What did you also remember to? Uh, have it doesn't say in the PHP, but there's like updated stuff in so later long. books where it talks about like brew supplies and things. You can brew stuff. It talks about like potable water and I can. Hmm? Some Sorry. Um, what now? What do you want to do today? Um. Hmm. What Probably does want to do? Get used to the fact that Rupert is, you know, massive. Not right now. You can. I massive. used him last night. He lasts for 12 hours, and then I can't use him for two days. He'd still be big. For a couple more hours. Then I will fly him around! Yes! <laughs> You're just That's your terrifying. As you go downstairs leading Rupert, he's able to squeeze somehow through doors. You... Take him outside and you mount the Rupert and you take off and you hear. <laughs> they do drink, it hurts. <laughs> As you begin lofting into the sky, you hear the sound of. Melvin knows it to somehow be helicopters. He doesn't know where that word came from. <laughs> the beating of wings. And you just see the guards look at it and take their helmets off like, oh my god. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's that Melvin. <laughs> you see the Duchess like at the window. Like throws her tiara across the room. Why is she so sour? Because she so sucks. Salty. Yeah, that'd be the first place I flew to, I anyways. I didn't get the head. I'm mad now. I fly to her. I go, hello. She was incredibly. You sensitive. see her like raging in the window. <laughs> the You're white welcome just... again. And Melvin then I fly rages away. too. <laughs> Adriana, okay. you have yeah. the more. You <laughs> basically have this last day. Is there a store you want to go to to stock up on supplies? You want to like mess around with any of your kit? Anything that you want to do? Yeah, I want to put the saddle on Zeress and try out flying around with her. And then um, I probably want to buy stuff with the with money as well. As well. Okay, so okay. you go to Zeress in the stables and you introduce her to this new saddle that you now have given her. And she takes to it pretty easily as it's made out of like dragon leather and things like that. So it fits very comfortably upon her body. And it's, it's almost seamless into there because it's a red dragon. Like is where the leather's made out of, so the colors even blend into Zares, and you almost don't know where Zares, like the saddle starts and Zares ends, kind of thing with it. So you are able to get up on there and you can go into the town riding Zares. I got a lot. Sweet. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Sweet. Okay, so what do I put in my inventory as the the saddle and the boots and, and money? I would just look up boots. In the saddle, you don't have to put in your inventory because it's on Zeress. Okay. Um, the saddle does come with saddle bags, so you got you can store like equipment and things on there upon like Zeress. So Zeress can carry some of the extra load as well for things now. Very cool. Um, actually, uh, so it doesn't take me the whole day because okay. I have the abjuration savant, so I can yep. do stuff a little bit. Um, I would like to find Jarrah if I could. 
Okay. I'm not doing much of today. I'm, I'm just I'm sitting in the room and I'm painting. He's painting. And when you ah, when you walk up to see me, I'm just like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gerard, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I uh, I would like to make some more uh, potions for the party. Yeah. Would you mind being my assistant? I just happened to get this. And I hold up the. I reach down and pull up the potion that the herbalism kit. I had a feeling that luck came to you. Anyways, um, would you mind taking some moments to try? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to um, try to make just a, uh, a potion of greater healing, and I'm going to kind of like try to teach Gerard to, to um, like the ropes. Okay. Yeah. You can, so and you bust like out the, the recipe book. What now? You bust out the recipe book? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, Gerard actually has a nice little recipe book that you can use as well. Oh, yeah. I got a recipe book for it. Oh, this is... Are there just potions of healing, or are there others? It's a potion recipe book. I haven't looked through all of it yet, but it's fairly Ooh, make expensive. make me another potion of fire breath. <laughs> you haven't even you used just see the Oro two you have. bust in the door. Fire breath potion! Wait. Oh, wait, uh, does the party have other potions? I actually read about um, possibly mixing potions together. Well, we used most of our potions in that dragon encounter, if not all of them. Yeah. So we were, we're going to need to restock, which is why I asked for the kit. Very well. Uh, I'm going to try to... Yeah, you can do it at advantage, but oh, you man. can. Wait, uh, do I have the exotic... The only yeah. boots, riding boots I see are our exotic oh. riding boots. Yes. Yes. Uh, what's what base skill am I using for this? Sleight of hand or intelligence or? I would say, uh, for you, I would do. Do you have nature? Are you? I would for Joey. You can use nature. Okay. For Steven, you can use Arcana. Okay, that's a seventeen. Okay. Advantage. That's a nine. <laughs> okay. Well. Plus. Zero. Oh. You don't have nature. I don't have, no. Okay, you can use survival then because of the well, knowledge you, of herbs. Regardless, you're proficient in it, right? I don't think, I don't, it doesn't look like it. Are you proficient? Did, did, because of his thing, did he get proficiency in it or did he not? Yeah, you can have proficiency in nature. Oh, oh so add your proficiency modifier. Okay. No, okay, so. Which is a three, I think. Well, 12. 12. Yeah. Okay, so with your combined efforts, you're able to make Like two potions of greater healing apiece. Sick. Sweet. Cool. Nice. So we have four now. I'm gonna hold on to. Do you want me to hold on to these? Or... Yes. Okay, hold I'll hold on, on to them. Alright. So, Vesk, you go to the store in the morning, walking with Aura. She's taken Zares out for a spin, and <laughs> she's got her new whip. So you make it there in pretty good time as you're able to like kind of tag along. Hold on to the back of Zares. Not very well, but just a little bit. If it was like in combat or not in a lazy setting, it wouldn't necessarily be as viable. But because it's just a quick town trip, you have a little cart two people around. You go into Rosie's and immediately see the item you're looking for. What item yeah. are you looking for? Uh, so it's just a little necklace with a small pendant on it? Yeah. Oh, perfect. I rolled 
A 97. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, you I was, better have rolled freaking high for I, that. I kid you not, I was like, it's gonna be like a 90% or more for it to be in here, and, and I rolled a 97, and I was like, no, I mean... Yes! <laughs> Happy days. Wait, what did you want? What did you want? I, I, excuse me, Rosie. Okay. I, I would love that necklace. She comes out of the back, and she, ah, oh, yes, we just got this in stock, just the other week, right before the festival. Now, That'll be about 485 golden pieces. Uh, very easily done. Yeah, I pull out a bag of platinum. Why? Because we got a bunch of loot. And you just... 45 platinum. She just like, we get the part. Looking at your demeanor because you are a woodland for all intents and purposes, savage. Savage. Oh, Very savage. like a noble savage. Yeah, I, yeah. Like you know the term, like the political. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, mustache, but you are dressed in greens and mud, and yeah. so yes. she's just kind of like, okay. And she takes the very shiny platinum and she just hands you the necklace. She's like, yes. <laughs> uh, you will need to attune to that. Yes. And all of those things. Yes, I do. Which is unfortunate, but I'm willing to make the sacrifice. Is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Jeez, I have too much of that. I'm tired of this place. Can I use the rules and Xanthars? There's like an expanded. Yes, you can. Okay. So, with that, I can. It says your knowledge of brewing enables you to purify water that would otherwise be undrinkable. As yes. part of a long rest, you can purify up to six gallons of water or one Sweet. short rest. Okay, yeah. Could I take a short rest and purify a gallon of water? Yeah, you have like all day. Okay. Um, can I ask Rosie if there's anything in the shop that has to do with like fire and like fire breathing and like 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 fun stuff like that? She, we ran out of our, sorry dearie, we ran out of our potions of fire breathing just last week. Okay. In the same time that we got the parapet of health in. So, sorry about that. No. Um, do you have anything that You're pertains awesome. to animals and like animal companions and um We are actually really strapped for a lot of things. The our biggest item here was the parapet felt, and you start to like kinda of look around the shop and it's more trinkety right now than it is anything. It's more like a trinket shop in its current state than it is like a magic shop. And you believe that's due to like the, the festivities that just happened because a lot of people, there's a lot of influx of trade and then a lot of people bought a lot of the supplies that were there for the season that just came through. And so a lot of the items there are just trinkets more than anything else. Okay. So as the day kind of wraps up and you guys finish doing what you've been doing, whether you're brewing or potion making, painting, buying, you come back to the tavern and Forkin lays out a map in front of you and he's like, I tire of the north. We should move on. I agree. Agreed. It seems that this, um, well, this, this venture has been, I, I don't want to speak for anyone, but I, I feel like it's been uh, g- good. I feel like it's been mutually beneficial. I forking back me up. You, you think? It's been advantageous, yes. yes. We might all have 
different reasons for venturing our goals, but I think that there might be something. What I'm trying to say is I think I might stay with you guys for a moment, as long as I can um, find some uh, a few more wizard's towers that I could look into. Perhaps, just, I was putting that, if you let me join the most certainly. Of course you can join. Thank you. Gerard. Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. I, you're kind of new. I forgot your name a bit. Uh, Melvin, what do you say? To Rhonda's joining the group. Well, I thought he already was. Yeah. You're part of the family now, Rhonda. Welcome. Welcome to the clan. Thank you. Last left off before the break was deciding where the party is going to go next. So, you all wake up after having completed your tasks of Yester Moon, and then you're walking into the tavern, waiting, and you sit down. Forkin unveils a map of the continent, and you begin to decide where to go. Where did you get such an exquisite map? Have you been in my bags lately? No! And there's like... A subtle nervousness, and you see your pack is like a little bit, a little bit dis- different. I know something's up. I roll like a twenty-six on my insight. You see him just like move Gizmo behind him. <laughs> I I I kind of take it and readjust it and center myself in the center. I thought that looked, that looked familiar. All right, so where should we go? <sighs> I for one think we should go to the wildlands. I've been researching. Darn it! We're supposed to talk about what I what I learned in my research. Well, can you just tell me real quick, or no? About no? <laughs> Darn it! No. Well, he's not say I'm a assuming about it that I know that there are more wizards' towers. You in. do. Okay, yeah. Wherever wizards' towers are, it's where I'm going. So I think we should try probably uh, go past beyond the um, the. Uh, the mountain range to the northeast of Terralia, down into the Wilderlands. I have heard of a peak, a White Plume Mountain, and I have also heard that it is within that area, so I think it might be wise to look for it along our travels southward. As long as we can find something that can lift the curse on Mirandil, I don't care where we go. As long as we can get stronger so that we can go to another plane, so that we can heal Zares. I'm, I'm cool with wherever we go. I want to go to the Spicy Islands. It sounds like uh, they have good food there. Can I, um... I can't argue with this. I assume that I've tried to remove Curse on Zares. Yeah. Okay, and it did nothing. It, Forkin could tell you it wouldn't really do okay. much because the Curse affecting her stronger than what we can draw from yeah. is from magic. Yeah. As long as we are struggling, I'm fine with whatever. I 
wish to commune with the giants. I hear they have an encampment along the northern coast. An encampment more like a city. dangerous waters around there. If we land there, we could travel along the mountains. And travel south to the Spice Islands. That does sound like where all of us desire to go to at some point or an extent of another. We'd be traveling a great deal, meaning we'd travel, travel us, cover a decent amount of ground and discover a thing or two. So, Terralia is the content to the south yes. of the of the islands we're on right now. Yes. And then below Terralia is another continent, or is the Spice Islands. <clears throat> Correct. Okay. Does that sound like a worthy plan for everyone? Sounds great. Indeed. Do we not want to go to the Fake Islands? Later. As much as the matters are pressing there, we aren't strong enough. We lost two weeks last time, and I don't know. The way the time works, it appears that it would be... It seems that it would be a good idea to be able to go there make one swift, decisive strike, mm. and remove the curse. So do we need to gather intel in order to be able to remove the curse? Which is why we get him to those wizard towers. The more wizard towers we get to... The more the wizard towers, the more spells I'm able to find. I could perhaps find either a spell or a book detailing this mysterious curse. Perhaps find something on that wand. Of course, we could always. I do not fancy going back to that drow city, but I'm sure we could find answers there too. The Underdark is not a place for us yet. <clears throat> yet? We've already been there. Not again. I do not wish to return. I agree, that place was horrible. Uh, you all think it was horrible. I was uh, sold into slavery there, so... I, I have like no idea what we're talking about. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. I got to dress up as one of them and, and you know, try to, I, try to pretend. It was should, uh, a little bit fun. Wait, do I remember some of it? You remember the Underdark, just not you, the Feywild. You remember, just like, not Feywild. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. We should put a mark for that. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, like, my memory has been fuzzy. It's been a portal. No, the empty place, the chambers of the, uh, uh what was that? Vorkin, what was the monster's name? Zalshax. Mm. Yes, we need to mark that. I think that'd be good for future references. Mm. Um, oh, some notes for that. Yeah, let's not go back there again voluntarily, though. Not yet. Not for a while. Because I'm pretty sure the little thing remembers us, and we might not be so lucky. And the owner might be there. So. Hopefully, we'll be stronger and able to face Sal Shucks in his own domain. Yeah. Okay. 
if we weren't able to kill him, his lair would make a fairly decent base of operations. Forkin looks at Gerard and just kind of like smiles like, yeah. That's a good idea. Definitely not a bad idea. A long-term goal. Yes. However, if we also need a base of operations above ground, then I have way too much money to for my own desires. I have a feeling that in that room with the glasses, I felt like those were possibly portals. In the room of the, uh, the lair of the um, Zalshaks, the room where the great uh, windows of light that had daylight in them, that those were possibly, I think those were portals. Oh my gosh, it would be the perfect base of operations. <laughs> Regardless, we need to leave here before the Duchess kicks us out. Yeah, so let's... let's Whatever she is. uh, All I know is she's saltier than all of the seas combined. I'm sorry, what what base are you talking about? Oh, well, we were before we met up with you in Maycar, we encountered a lair. Um, It's where I got my shield, um, where Forkin got his armor and his helm. Uh, Vesk got his wing fan, his, his fan there. Uh, and we got the was, magic carpet. Ah, yeah. The carpet, yes. It's the lair of a great beast. We're hoping to go back someday in the future, kill it, and take its home. We it's fairly... just ask it to leave nicely. I, mean, I doubt it will go calmly. That's something that turns things... Well, would you, Forkin, would you, would you have told us about... The diary stuff that you read would be like arbitrarily turn people to stone. Yeah. Okay. As someone who arbitrarily turned people to stone on a whim, I don't think this is a creature to be reasoned with. You but see, it's also an option. Turn people to he stone? also yes. finds it. He had a chess set of <laughs> life-sized people. Are you aware of what uh, kind of creature this is? More or less. Okay, because it is starting to sound more and more dangerous. Which is why we'd be going there at a much later date. In any case, are preparations complete? Yes, I believe they are. We should Uh, lose the winter sets in the seas will be treacherous and frozen. Yes. Then we leave in the morning. Uh, I must take some time. I should be done by the morning. Alright. How about we fly over we say that, uh, the edge of the mainland? Having experience we'll fly, we'll fly traveling by wagon, would I mm-hmm. be able to, you know, prep it? Essentially. Rip. <coughs> I mean, just already the... prepped. Because we, we, we put it away prepped. Yeah. We pulled it out prepped. And there wasn't really, I think, any other maintenance we needed to do. And we would have hey, done that within the four weeks for a waiting time. Why? Uh, from the city. Like a few we don't want a bunch of people to know that we have magic yeah. carpet. That's fair. Because those are really rare, and people will want to steal that from us. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know how the brooms are. The brooms might be like limited magic. Uh, they might be like that they fade or something. But if they're like actual brooms of flying, which I don't think they are, oh, why don't I then that would not be good to fly around either. You know, the brooms of flying are more common in this area, so people wouldn't necessarily feel like stealing those. It would be like 
Stealing somebody's horse? Yeah, I'm yeah like somebody. We're traveling. Yeah. And I, I don't think we can, like, use this to go over the sea. Like, we need to book a ship. No, I was stuck with no. the for us. Floating From Winterhaven to Whitefall. That's a good idea to begin with. Can you detect storms and stuff? Uh, yes. Because it might be, we might need to just check the weather to make sure that it'd be flying conditions. I could do that. Yeah, we don't want another snowstorm hitting us and being completely blind. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, Check the weather? Yeah, in the morning, uh, Druidcraft. Okay, so in the morning, before everybody wakes up, you go out into the woods and you check the weather, and after you check the weather, uh, you know that it'll be a good sunny day. Blizzards had already come in, and so this is like a passing moment right now, so there isn't any coming today. And you go out into the woods and you use your staff. Okay. Um, so I will use three charges to cast Speak with Plants whenever I find myself in a rather well-situated part of the forest that has several uh, trees nearby. Okay. And uh, I will say to the plants nearby, Are any of you interested in some traveling? See, like, some winter... Like, flowers built for, like, the cold. So I these little... Blue-looking, they kind of look like daffodils, but they're they're not because they're more suited for the winter. Seems so kind of like wiggling around, and it's like there's more than the forest. I can leave. And you see, like another one just kind of it upside the head, and it's like, Joe, what are you talking about? You leaving the forest, you idiot? What are you? What are you? You ain't got legs, Joe. No. And he's like, yeah, you're right, Tom. And then you see some older trees, like. Intrigue, but I prefer my slumber. And you see this one little stump. And it's like felled too early. It's about if you if you would hold your arms out and make a circle, he's about that big. And probably about three feet high. And it's like I long for the days to find the world. See what my body was made into. I miss my upper half. <laughs> I was going to be a strong tree, but alas, I'm here. And you see those flowers again? You shut up, Steve! <laughs> you can't leave the, the forest! His names are like Tom and Joe and Steve. This is Steve. What are you doing? You can't have dreams, you're a stump! <laughs> Please take the stump. And you see the stump just like... I, I, uh, Vess walks over to the stump and, uh, places the bottom of the staff on the stump and is, uh, going to cast Awaken on the stump. The stump immediately, like, you see his, like, his, um, barky body just starts forming nubs on the sides and you see arms shoot out of those nubs and he hoists his roots up like it's a skirt <laughs> and he stands up and he kicks out a like a twiggy leg and he kicks out another twiggy leg what yes. little nose like out and <laughs> eyes begin to form and his mouth comes out of the wood <laughs> and he just bows and he's like thank you i will not be able to adventure like real people what i'm a real boy <laughs> what <laughs> Flowers just like, what the heck is going on with Steve? 
Tom, the other one's just like, I told you, I told you, he could have me! I teach uh, Steve Primordial. Wait, does he use the stats of an awakened shrub? Or what? It, what is it? Like, Since the DM oh. chooses the thing, the, the DM, I, I'm going to let the DM choose whether it be an awakened shrub or an awakened tree. But um, <laughs> Steve is considered charmed by me for 30 days. Yes. And we will determine whether or not after those 30 days if I have treated him well enough or not. Yes. Or if it's going to be one of those really sad scenes where so, the tree walks off with a little sack over his shoulder. So Steve the stump Goodbye, now stands about three feet tall. <laughs> Three, probably about three foot five with his legs. Uh, he's about, again, you at users at home can hold your arms out in front of you. That's about how wide he is. There's not real measurements there. That's about how wide he is. And so you taught him primordial? Yes. You know what I teach him? Like, I can suck. teach him like other comic. languages as we go along, but it says whenever I cast the spell, I, I only teach him one language. Okay, so well, just so you know, he's going to be running around and going, kind of like sounding languages. So you know, so, so people are going to be a little confused when they see this stump coming in, like chanting at him. Can it speak Sylvan? Not right now. Dang it! We'll go with Common. He gets to. We'll go with Common first. Okay, that's better. No fun. Steve. I know it's I, I like Primordial. I just wanted you to know <laughs> what people would see. Okay. It could be like, Demon! You will eventually know Primordial. Just watch the movie. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what's it doing? <laughs> it's trying to summon a devil. And you did, it's like, what's he doing? And Vesk is translating. Hello, everyone. I want to hug. I get to see the world again. No, no, no. Fine, it's primordial. Yes! Yeah! It's primordial. I will be no, his translator no. and he will know primordial. I know primordial. Lots of us know primordial. No, let's not say lots of us, okay? Some of us know primordial. I know! I'm just gonna be really confused. Wait. We don't know primordial. Do you, you know, know primordial? I'm just thinking. Okay, of we all know primordial. Do you know primordial, Steven? You have primordial. It's just me. Forkin knows primordial. Forkin hey. knows primordial. Forkin will get him. It's just me and Forkin and Vest. Okay. <laughs> so you walk back into town with your little stump man, and the guards are like looking at, because the guards have been watching us for four weeks now, and they see us like coming in and out of the tavern. We have a dragon, a big old like dire polar bear, so they're already kind of afraid, like really kind of terrified. They see our two little dragons, like one's clockwork and one's like an actual one, and they're like, I don't like this. And now they see you with the stump, and they're like at their breaking limit. <laughs> One of the like weaker willed ones just kind of like, oh my god, why are they here? Why are they in our town? And the other one's like, be strong, Jim. Be strong, Jim. <laughs> They're leaving soon. The Duchess won't stand for them anymore. Honestly. And he has a giant fly. I yeah. stand for myself. <laughs> and she has a oh, And like, as Steve the Stump walks by them, he just like bows. He, he does his little bow where he like hand a little along his little stump belly, arm way in the air, and he's. You go, you go, you go, and you see Jim just faint. <laughs> and I, I start translating for the guards. Be strong, Jim. The other one's just looking at you like, like holding his fingers out a little cross. He doesn't, it's just, he's like, be gone. <laughs> and he goes, Jim, you have your back. 
He runs up to Jim to see if he's okay. Jim's out. Jim's out cold. Jim's out cold. Good. So, we go back into town. By now, everybody's awake from their sleeping, and we're going down, having a nice breakfast, and walking with Steve the Stump. Oh, no, she knows primordial. Oh, so you translate. Uh, would I have had time to attune to the ring? What is he saying? Uh, he, what is he saying? He, he is saying, hello, my name is Steve, I'm so glad to be here, and I, 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 I'm I, new to this whole thing about like moving and being alive, but I can't wait to see the world again. What does Flesh feel like? I just, just... He just he just walks up to Melvin and strokes his arm. No, no, no. That's what it should be. It should be like this. He's this really happy dude, and he also has a little bit of psychopathic tendencies because he doesn't know what does flesh feel like on your skin. By the way, <laughs> he's just absolutely stroking uh, Melvin's leg. <laughs> can I borrow some? Yeah. Can I borrow some? Mainly because he doesn't know. Start just like putting a, a flesh. Oh my god. <laughs> So, hey, here's a little, if, if you're okay with this, Jacob, just for a little bit of fun, when we go places and Steve the Stump talks, I'll make the primordial noises, and if somebody has something really funny that they could say with Steve, they can yes. translate for him. Oh, okay, okay. That's, yes. that's perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, jeez. The tome you gave me, does it open on the full moon or new moon, or what moon? Full moon. So... Uh, but that'll be for a while he's charmed, and then when he's uncharmed, we will readjust his mental state from there. But for now, for now, you can make every, the primordial sounds, and, and then someone somebody, will translate. Yeah, <laughs> one of us few that know primordial. So it'll be great. All right, be great if you like misheard oh, him and be like, "Please to eat you." What? <laughs> oh, me. Please to meet you. <laughs> So, alright. So, there is that. <laughs> yeah, alright, and... Tree. We have a tree. Why do we have a tree? We have we have unleashed a new menace upon the world. Steve the Stump. No, Steve is going to be a beautiful and I will get you those stats uh, tonight. Okay, that's great. So, as, as you finish up eating, and as you go out, and as the party goes outside... Crafting, uh, getting the carriage ready, loading our gear up into it, all of those things. You see a very winded and battered looking winter Eladrin run up like, Oh my god, I am so, so thankful we have caught you guys before you leave. It would have been so very hard to find you once you guys have left again. But, yeah, yeah, Mr. Gerard, please take, take, oh my goodness, take this emissive from your home, from the home. Also... Can I get your autograph? Please. <laughs> I've been dying to meet you. I, I volunteered straight away for this mission. Oh, goodness. Are you going to give him your autograph, or are you just going to read the thing? This is, this is all in Sylvan, by the way. So it sounds very eloquent to those of you who don't speak, like, Sylvan or, like, an Elvish. Oh, he's, he's speaking. He's speaking I know in Sylvan. But, but to you two, he's definitely just a fanboy. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, we had Winter to... Eladrin. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go up to him. Uh, does he have a piece of paper that he wants me to write it on? Or... Yeah, my shield, please. Like... The shield. I like it. I'm going to take out my drow dagger, my They're silver dry. dagger, and I and I write my name in... He was speaking silver, right? Yeah. I'm going to write my name, my full, like, my full name in silver. He's like, 
This will be in my family for generations. And I give him like a salute. He salutes back. On to business. We had to. Uh, we had to fight many Fomorians and other factions of Ladrin, actually, who did not want you to receive that missive. But getting it out of the Feywild was tough indeed. Message. I'm so weird. I'm gonna decipher this after the session. That's fine. Okay. But he he bids you farewell. He turns around, and as he's running away, you can just hear him say, He signed my shield! Just, like, way off in the distance, he kind of gives a little... Right. He jumps and kind of clicks his heels a little bit. <laughs> was he just running like down the road. guard guy, or was he just a... He's just, just a, a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a mail carrier. Yeah, this is part of his job. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> we we had Steve the Stump, and now we have unnamed guy number one. <laughs> yeah, when the credits him. roll through after our campaign's finally done, it'll be unnamed Eladrin. I shall call him Bortus <laughs> for no particular reason. <laughs> Fortress the mail. No, I should call him. Oh, you should have. You should have asked if you want to subscribe to him. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call him. Now we would have got his name. UPS. And made that work a little more. Call him Fed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Fed from the Feywild. His name is Fred, but he can't really say that. Fed. Fed. They missed a letter on his birth certificate. He 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 can't. You you can read it on the road and talk about it after session, but yeah. So. So once again, you begin completing the journey, the com- ready, readying the carriage, readying the animals, readying the companions. You set into the carriage. Now, do you roll out the carpet and walk the carriage onto the carpet and have the carpet pick up the carriage and then fly? Uh, or no, for, now we'll just, for now we'll just be in the carriage. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, you make your way to the port city. I need... Roll me a d12. Ah, five. Ooh. What? Five. Already? For, for what? For, I for no, 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 not for Omnam. And then, that'll be one day, and then Vesk will be I'll be driving the carriage. Yes, this is for something else entirely. This is for something entirely. Get a ten through I got 12. an eleven. If you don't, yes! I got an eight. If you don't mind, okay. uh, so, I have experience doing this, I would like to drive as well. Oh, sure. Uh, well, you're, you're, you have, like, cartography skills, right? Yeah. Okay. So, can, Vesk, if you want, you can ride in the carriage. I can guide this. He and I can... I can drive, he can guide. I can navigate too. Wait, what'd you roll? How much space is, Matt, how much space is up in the front of the carriage? Like for... It's for two seats. For two seats, okay. So yeah. me and... <coughs> can honestly, fit in the carriage? One, two, three, four, five, six. Well, yeah, there's... We fit. Yeah, there is. But yeah, we barely fit. We well, no, there's there's more. five in the carriage and then two up front. Uh, that's guys, the six in the carriage the and two up front. There's not eight of us. Oh, oh, no, I, I was just talking about seats. I, yeah, there's yeah. enough space. Yeah. So how does Omnom, Dyerbear, and Zeres fit in? So I'm going to think... They probably trailed Because we bought a bigger one than we needed. We did buy a bigger one than we needed. I I would say you could probably hook the Dyerbear up to the front now instead of horses. Yeah. Oh, okay. That would work. So we don't need Aspen and Beatrice anymore? Would you be opposed to that? Nothing? Or yeah. you could hook them up like a husky, like With dog them. team. Yeah. So yeah. it's like probably a little bit two slower, horsepower but... and then bear. There in front. Yeah, I so mean, the trade-off is it's a little bit slower, but he's got more he pulling power. He's got so. more pulling power, and not only that, so hills are a breeze now. He can help keep the, he can do the work. horses safe. Sebastian was like, I was once a cute cub. <laughs> 
Iron now I am I strong bear and carry carriage. Everyone. No, I'm not strong bear. Strong bear. Yeah, you notice with Sebastian that he's starting to have little ice spikes coming out of him now too. Nice. Getting those signature little things. We are His fangs are coming in a little bit longer. Yeah, he is. We're so scary bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. We're like... <laughs> and then we have Steve. It's so like, basically... what we're saying is not the Goliath. It's not the dragon. It's not the dire bear. It's, it's not, not the giant cleric. It's Steve. It's an animated stump. And he's just really excited to see the world. And everyone's like... Ah! <laughs> He's like, he's like, hey guys, I got a new joke. I'll uh, I'll just stick around and tell you later. And then like they're like, and then yeah. we kick him. Because <laughs> and you just you punch. hear like, what does he sound like when he's laughing? His laugh sounds like statue? summer breeze. <laughs> on a long lost day. So he's just talking really loudly, and then he just like, it's like one of those laughs where you can't breathe, and you're just. <laughs> He just doesn't make sound, he just falls over. If we come across a statue made of wood, you can awaken up. I mean, yeah, but you have Steve the Stump. I do have, have Steve, Steve the Stump. Stump. You can have an army of wooden... Like, you that can, was the plan. You, yeah. can, you can summon all like, we could invade Zing with an army of wooden. <laughs> that, that was the plan. That was the plan. Once I was sent they were going to be like my spiders. Say no to our wood. In any case... In any case, as we are all, as the party is in the carriage, laughing and joking and poking at Steve the Stump, who's dancing around, so happy to be here. Uh, do you let Steve take a turn on Zares? Sure. So you see Steve, all majestic-like. He's got Forkin's Dreadhelm. He's taking a, he's taking the short sword, and he's like, to adventure! Away! Giving him a sword. Let's give him a sword. And you see, and you see, like Zares rear up, and if you remember that scene. Or the painting yes. of Napoleon. Yeah. Oh, that's that's Steve. The As you're going through and all the antics with Steve are dying down, Forkin takes his dread home, puts him back on. No, Mora kicks Steve the stump off and he is. like <laughs> but gets up and like crawls back into the carriage. I, I, I pick him up. Uh, <laughs> you hear you notice in the middle of the road a figure step out from the trees and stop start to walk into the middle of the camp into the middle of the road. And he just kind of holds up a hand, and he's got another one on a sword. Uh, okay, I'm gonna stop the carriage. Don't hurt the dire And I'm gonna hold bear. my hand up to my sword, just so we know where we're at. I pull out my little Oi, oi, oi! There's no need to get all violent there. You know how dangerous the roads can be. Now, I'm just a simple man looking to make a living, and you're just a simple folk trying to pass through my toll booth. And so, if you would, please pay the fine. I just want to say, Melvin heard the word danger, and he walked out of the carriage because it's not burst out the carriage. Danger? Where? It's alright, Melvin. What's the toll? This is, this one's uh, let's this see, you got a dragon, a bear, a two horses, that thing, and he like gestures at the stump. That guy, he looks at Melvin. What about Omnom? No, what, that guy. What about Omnom? Yeah. He's like, what in the back. I don't know what you people are, but eh, all up, probably 5,000 gold. Okay, I'm going to roll insight on this boy. Because <laughs> yes, what? what? How about no? Ah. Uh, we don't have uh, really you hear a whisper through the carriage. Guidance. Hey. 
does Brondis can Brondis see if he wants to? I'm assuming we've all been like, yeah. So you know, covered wagons how there's a little slit at the front and you can see past the driver. So you're you felt the stop and you can see kind of what Gerard is talking to. Hey man, how far away is he? He's like 20 feet away. I want to roll intimidation and go. What? How about no? What? Matt. I can roll intimidation now. What? Make a deck save. What? I can roll intimidation. What? Wait, what for? I mean, we could have also just rolled insight and just been all. That's what I did, but I got an eight. Uh, what do I roll, get with an insight? Well, what you Who would you cast what? guidance on? My passive wisdom. Is you a cast nine guidance nine. on me. No, I cast guidance on. I got an eight. I can I cast guidance on me? My passive wisdom is a or insight is an eighteen. Would I know anything's up with this guy? Is okay. So look, here's what we're gonna do. All right. Melvin's going to try and immediately intimidate, as Melvin does. <laughs> This doesn't go well because Vrondis already cast a fireball. All of you trying to roll insight already don't know what's going on because a fireball is now sailing towards this man. And any insights that you would have had on him are now like, well, we're going to be shooting at him now. So, um, this, so maybe wait next time. You can't say that. The fireball's going too fast. <laughs> yep. We're going to say that to him once we're outside the city and not being chased anymore. So... Well, we are outside the city. I assume this has been a couple of days to travel. So, no, we're not outside the city. As soon as the fireball uh, is launched, he's like, well, I guess we're playing that one, boys! And you, like, from the woods, you see some arrows flying in at the carriage. And I need... Oh, my lord. Initiative to now be rolled. Uh, Matt? Yeah. I have the shield of missile attraction. Ah, uh, yes. Hi. <laughs> hey there, buddy. Uh, it goes to yeah. any... If they try to shoot at anything 15 feet around him, it goes to a shield. But you have resistance to any any uh Yeah, range, range attack. attack. Yeah. Okay, so what does he have to roll for the deck save? Uh, he has to roll a 15. I have to roll 15? He, he does. Has to roll 15. You see the fireball launch at him, and he just takes his sword out and cleaves it in half. He takes some of the fire damage as you've got him really close by, but he's able hey. to get out the way. All right, so he takes the fire damage. Okay, well, this is not going to end well for these screwballs because Wanda <laughs> I know, right? That's where that came from! Uh, has this been, like, past the day yet? Or, like, uh, is this, like, the this first is later in the day. This is later in the day. Okay. But we are outside the city. Okay. Yes. So these are my we are, uh, you're well outside the city. Why did we just fly? Like, I suggested. Okay. Uh, Bronze is gonna shout out. Uh, Bronze is gonna shout out. There's more in the woods. Get ready. I mean, we kind of are. He's a black guy. Bronze knows what's up. So Gerard. No, not with every single one, but like most of them. You got four little bolts coming at you. What's your armor class? We have disadvantage on the dexterity saving throw since technically he was surprised. No. He was, he was already at the. He was prime. For he was action. already willing. He was ready yeah. to engage you guys in yeah, combat I because just, he put. I was trying to, trying hmm. to get ahead of him and try to do some damage before. No, he that's he had a hand at the ready already. Rondis knows what he's doing. He's yeah. smart enough to know. Hey, I've seen this before. Wait, how many people are on the front of the carriage? carriage? I know. What's I your armor class? Out. How'd you throw the fire? My armor class through through the front of the. It's a nineteen. You have a window? Not a window. So you know a covered wagon. Oh, so you know how there's a little hole at the other side? Yeah. And there's two people sitting up front, so Vrondis kind of poked his little head out and was like, (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. So, what's your 19? Okay, so that one doesn't hit, and that one doesn't hit, but you are going to take a nat 20. So, Scar. Scar! 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 Yeah, I 
Well, he asked for a new but he's not asking. I know, I heard you. You did real good. I will be getting it here soon. Because this is a surprise. Yeah. This is a triggered round. Yeah. Ooh, and that is a 69. What did I take, Matt? I'll just go visit Todd the Unicorn. It'll be fine. We'll just go visit Todd the Unicorn. Oof. I don't need an answer. Who's what? It's a sardine. Todd the Unicorn. Todd the Unicorn. I mean, we can also prepare lesser or greater recipes. Yeah, Todd the Unicorn sauce in this relation. This is Beatrice. For the injuries chart, it's a D20, right, Steph? It's a D20. Uh, no, it's a D100. D100? Yep. I just know it switched. Like yeah, well, we only had the D, uh, the Dungeon Master chart, but then we expanded and got a homebrew chart. Okay. So the Dungeon Master was chart was usually a 20, but we changed it. Because D100 is a fun to roll. All I know is I have hit a floor initiative. Speaking of which, can you please roll so that way I can be Oh, okay. So, all right. Well, what? You're up. Initiative. You're going to roll initiative. Well, I'm gonna wait till he actually tells us to roll I mean, What is the resistance? I did So I just have it at the ready, but this is like a advanced round of combat. This is like a surprise round. On you surprise guys. Surprise round! Surprise, motherfuckers! Surprise on us! Drod, you're going to take 16 damage. Okay. And one of the bolts is gonna catch you in the head. And so. There's a split now, and you're not unconscious. If I'm right next to him. But you're like, ow, onto right the side of the wall. So Wait, what like, does? <laughs> what would? What would resist? The arrow like? hit him arrow. right in the head. Didn't pierce all the way through your skull, thankfully, because you were able to get away. But it was not so much of a graze. Like it hit you, and in trying to dodge, you slapped your head on the side ow. of the carriage. Was that like a concussion then? Yes. Okay. You have a concussion. You have Could resistance. I? Yeah, I have. Re- I have yeah. resistance to ranged attacks. Yeah. So you have the damage, but you still so have the concussion. I take eight, but I have. Would I have been able to use deflecting sister or No. 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 Because he has a shield of missile attraction. So all four arrows that were shot uh, came yeah, immediately to him. Is that a? Am I stunned? You're not stunned, but when you go to take your turn, you must roll a DC Constitution throw, DC 20 Constitution throw, and if you fail, you lose your action. So it's pretty bad, but easily fixed. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I go? Um, I initiative. Do? Yeah, we gotta roll okay. one initiative. It's <laughs> the initiative of everybody. Like, Fourteen. No. Okay. Let's see. Nineteen. I also got a nineteen. Roll off. Yeah, roll off for me. When you're the Okay. Melvin, what'd you I got? Get? A fifteen. Roll okay. Intimidating your dice. You're probably gonna go first because it's dice right here. So, 17, I go first. Okay. Uh, and Vesk, what did you get? Seven. Uh, five. Okay, so Melvin. Are we going to use now. the new uh, <coughs> Or is going yes. to perform me in the Okay. Okay. Alright. And we're not going to use the tents yet. Okay. And then. Okay. So, first up, Aura, what do you do? Okay, I'm going to go get Joey and bring him into the cart so that he's safe and, like, lie him down and make him rest. Okay, so you have, you'll have to exit from the cart because yes. the window, window, air quotes there, is 
only enough to really poke out through, so you have to through the cart, back up, and then back through, so you'll be only able to get him to, like, the side of the cart. Huh? You won't, so, you won't be able to get me all the way into the cart. Okay. Right. So, you so can, but I'm working on it. Yeah, so you can get him out, and if you're willing, you can drag him off and get him to the side. Yeah, I'm not going to struggle. And Omnom and Zares, well, Zares is part of your mount. Okay. So what does Omnom do? Okay. Um, so I'm going to have Omnom attack. Okay. Um, the only one he can see is the guy on the ground, correct? Right. So I'm going to have him attack him. All right. He can do that. Um, That's going to be over a 19. Yes. He rolled a 19 and he gets a plus on his hit. Yeah, he hits. Yeah. So, Omnom bounds up and just launches onto this bandit. With his fight or his... Does he have multi-attack now? Because he's a bigger... Yeah, does he have multi-attack or just one? No, he's your he's your animal companion, right? He just does. He should only have one. So he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get his multi-attack. That's so sad. Those are not... Uh, is it updated ranger or the one from the PHP? It's revised ranger. Oh, is it revised ranger? Yeah. Then I so haven't checked that. Uh, dude, this is revised ranger. He's gonna, gonna fight. He's gonna fight him. He's gonna fight him. Okay. Um, ten piercing damage. Yeah. So Omnom, upon see, like when you see Gerard get hit, and I assume you let out like a scream of like, Gerard, you know? Yeah. Uh, Omnom immediately reacts and just bounds over and rips this dude to shreds. Okay. <laughs> oh, great, he's dead. Yeah. Like, okay. Omnom Wait, launches he on him. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Omnom, oh, just, okay. Omnom, Omnom just like rips an arm off another arm and just starts like biting into him. <laughs> he's omming and nomming. Yeah, he's omming and nomming on this dude. He's a bigger boy now. He's ruining his diet as well. He's a real big boy. I know, right? Once he gets a taste of human okay, flesh, so, there's no going back. So one of the one of the things I taught Zeress was attack. Okay, because she's your mount, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so a pick a different one from okay. attack. You either pick if you're controlling the mount, or mm-hmm. the mount's doing its own thing. And if it's doing its own thing, then he gets to decide what the mount is doing. Yeah. Um, but as a mount, they can only dodge, disengage, and um, hide. Hide. Okay, so Ress is gonna hide. Can she hide? Yeah. Yes. She just walks yeah. around to the other side of the carriage. Okay. Great. <laughs> so now facing the road. Hidden enough. Okay. So next up, we have Gerard. Gonna make a con save. Nope. Okay. So you lost your action, but so you just just your action. So you have bonus action. You can move. You can do those other things. Uh, whereabouts is Melvin? Melvin is right next to you, actually. Or I took him to your side. Never mind. Okay, yeah. It's, a, it's an action. I can't do it. Um, I'm just gonna. As actually, as a. I'm gonna pull up my bow. I'm okay. just gonna pull up my bow and kind of like sit and where where Aura's got me right now. All right, Melvin, you're up next. Yeah, cool. Um, so the arrows from the trees, since we only saw of the one person, do I know where anybody else is? With your eagle vision, I'll say yes. You saw two from the left, right. and you can see where they came from. I'm gonna run to there. All right. So you you see the two dudes. They're spaced about thirty feet apart, so you can get to one of them. Okay. Okay. Um, well then, I'm gonna go to the closest one. Okay. Dash, dash, and I'm going to. I'm just going to attack him. 
Reckless, of course. Yes. Yeah, this boy now. That's... 28. 28? Yeah, hits. I believe you only get to reroll one. Once per turn. I can reroll the damage die. Okay. Yeah, and choose either side. So that's 16 damage? Yeah. So you run up to one, and you take your greatsword, you pull it out, and you cleave, and you sweep the dude off of his legs, and then put your sword right through his chest. Very clean, very efficient. He is dead. Yeah, I didn't uh, use the magic because I hadn't blooded it up for in a while, but now it is. Yes. That was bloody. No, it is bloody. No, it has blood. Okay. Um, how long would you say I ran? You used your movement to get to him. 40 feet? You have 10 other feet. And I also have one other attack, so I'm going to turn 10 feet towards the next person and throw a javelin at him. Where is it? Do you have a javelin out or is it I, in the bag? I have it out. Okay. I have two out. Hmm. Right. Plus eight, nineteen. That'll hit. Eleven damage. Okay. Uh, you take the other bandit. You launch your javelin and you pin him to a tree. He's also dead. Jeez. Nice. One kill from none. Two kills from L. Okay. Nap. You're up. Okay. Um. I forgot to tell you that I was going to. If I had the time, I would have tuned the soaring around. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, you you would have done that. Yeah. So go to two. Okay. So I'm going to find the furthest one. Mm-hmm. How far away is it? Uh, make a perception check. Good at this. By wisdom. No, it's down the list. It's got wisdom next to it. Oh, here it is. I'm not even noticing the thing that's right there. Uh, 18. You see him? Yeah. So you see one of the bandits? Uh, he's trying to reload a crossbow. Okay. How far away is he? Within 30 feet. Oh, cool. This guy's not very smart. <laughs> I'm gonna run to him. Okay. And I'm gonna hit him with a spear attack. Alright. It's a roll to hit. I'm gonna double. It's gonna be a D8. So I'm using it with two hands. Okay, so that's. That's my dudes. Does a 15 hit? A 15 will hit. Okay. And then. Uh, I'm going to stunning storm. How much damage did you do? Oh, right, I have to roll damage. It has been one. I'm still gonna roll damage with your standing strike. Three. So that's. That's an eight. That's eight? Okay, so you shank him with the spear and he catches it, but he's still able to, like, move and operate. So he's, um, he's not looking good, he's bleeding out, but so he's still working. Right. Oh, did you? What do I have to roll for stunning strength? 
unsafe? Is it, is it just a con save? Um, I think he fails. Fairly certain he fails. It would be under features and class features because it's a... <laughs> When you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can spend one key point. The DC is six, and it's a con. Okay, yeah, he fails. Okay. So you stab him with the spear right in the vital nerve, and he just kind of like falls over. He's still alive, but he's kind of twitching on the ground. Alright, I'm gonna bonus action and then strike. Okay, so attack. And that's a D6, I believe? It's based on your monk level, I don't know. It might be. No, it should be still D6 by now. Either way. Or would you get advantage? Did he fall? Is he prone? It would, yeah. It, well, it's he's stunned. He's stunned. Oh, he's stunned. Yeah. So so really get advantage. And was that the main guy on the front? That no, was he's up? dead. I'm not meet that guy. Oh, I'm okay. not meet the main guy. It's yeah, not I'm not asking. He like ripped him apart. It's not even wow. really worth asking. Yeah. Like no. You got hit with fireball. Okay. Yeah. Just like yeah. two heart secondary friend. Okay, and so as he's lying yeah. there, you take your spear again, and you, or you take the butt of your spear and whack him upside the chin, and he is dead. Okay, cool. Uh, do I see anybody else nearby? Uh, you look around, but no, you were focused on that guy. Next up is Forkin. Roll wisdom. He sees the other bandit. Forkin is going to launch a good Well, because I still have 15 feet, and I do have another attack. Yes, but you did not see the other guy. They picked the wrong party to mess with. Yes, they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They really did. Ooh, they Trust really me, did. I was. Ron is Solomon, he was like, Psh, okay. <laughs> I, I was looking forward to getting to do what I can yeah, do. Like, nope, I can't do it because everyone's killing everyone before I can get there. Okay. Uh, Forkin's guided bolt hits. Nice. Yes, it is. 66? Yes. He's casting it at third level. I just wanted to hurt some fools. Whatever, whatever I got to them all. Yeah, so Forkin sees. Forkin looks at the guy, just takes out like, his new flail gleaming in the sunlight, and you see a laser beam shoot out from it and just. You see a little bright spot in the woods just kind of like glow for a second and then explode. <laughs> Alright. Next up. It's like a stormtrooper, but he can hit something. Yeah, pretty much. Are you adding more guys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you! Hey, what a fun so, and this is usually why there's a wall. link to where the rules are for mounted animals so okay. that you can like either print it out or just have it. So, upon hearing the explosions, the eviscerations, the Wilhelm screams, you see like five more bandits run up the road like, Boss, what the f***? And then you see like Omnom still ripping into their boss and they're like, Get the boys! Tony, get the boys! 
can so can Stumpy please like be ingraining its roots, like through like some bodies? Well, it's Vesk's turn now. As you see, these five more yeah. bandits crest hey, crest the hill. What about uh, Rondus? He went before Vesk. He went I thought you had the seven. Like I had the five. Well, Rondus, then it's your turn. So how many of them boys are there? There are five. There are five. Are they all together? Yes. Like in fireball range. <laughs> By Omnom, yes. By Omnom casts Alright, I'm going to target. Yeah. Is the captain still alive? No. No, Omnom, the captain like, was oh, dead. Yeah, no, no, Omnom no. is currently eviscerating his corpse. So I'm going to target four of them. Okay. Uh, including one that's been hurt, possibly. Or oh, no, one. these are all brand new guys. Okay, four of them. Alright. Uh, Alright. What are, are you hitting them with? Uh, Scorching Ray. I extend my hands over. Um, that's going to be a 17, a okay. 16, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a 15. Did those hit? Yes. All right, and one more. Oh, it's like on a natural 20. Uh, that, that hits as well. All right. So one of them is going to take um, four fire damage. Another one is going to take six fire damage. Another one is going to take nine fire damage. Okay. And another one is going to take eight fire damage as scorching rays fly out from my staff and burn into them. So you see the one that like just shouted for the boys and he like turns back around and you see like Power Rangers explosion style, like four guys jump up and fall backwards as they've been hit by these fire bolts and they are on the ground trying to stamp out the fire, but they're they're getting back up ready to ready to tussle. Okay, I'm gonna move out of the cart um, and uh, just I'm gonna move as far as I can towards them. Okay. It's Taylor. Oh. Um. Okay, now it's fine. I, yeah. Um, so, those five guys that just came in, most of them are alive still, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Then, all of them are alive still. All of them are alive? Uh, are they within 60 feet of me? Yes. Are they all within five feet of each other? Yes. Okay, I'm going to calmly walk out and just simply whisper into the staff and tap it as a small blue ball forms and then shifts into an ice knife and then flings out towards uh, the one that has not been hit yet by the scorching rays. Okay. Uh, will a uh, a 21 hit? Yes. No, Beautiful. it won't. <laughs> It will not hit the bandits. That is five points of piercing damage to the one that has not been damaged by the okay. Scorching Rays, and I need all of them to make me a dexterity saving throw. Including the one that was just hit? Yes. What do they need to pass? A 14. Okay, so two of them fail, one of them spectacularly succeeds, and the other two only take um, half. Um, 19 points of damage to those that failed, and then uh, I believe that that is 9 points of damage to those that succeeded. So, as the ice knife, as the ice knife hits uh, the one dude, and you see it like kind of glow a little bit, and then poof, explode into ice shards, and it catches the boys, as Tony called them, <laughs> they just slump and fall to the ground. And then Tony 
Tony actually grabbed the shard as it was about to explode on himself, and he Ooh. threw it backwards, and it, he was able to get out of there, rolling that nat 20 like a boss that he is. All right, and now it is Tony's turn. Tony's going to beg for his life. He's rolling persuasion. <laughs> stop, stop. Everyone stop. Yeah. Tony's like, oh, God. Ah! I think the boys are dead. They just wanted ones. some money, man. Oh, jeez. I, I think he rolled a five to pluck at your heartstrings. Uh, no, I don't. I don't care what he rolled. I'm not. I'm stopping. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stopping right now. I I, I I stop. Uh, Melvin, if you would please, uh, can you please hand me uh, ten of the coins that I gave you? Earlier? Why are Put you giving him Wait, money? are we stop. out of initiative? No. Okay. I'm not so it's my turn next. What's your name? It's my turn next, and I'm going to go after the dude. Yes, sister. Yes. He doesn't oh God, get persuaded by anyone but so, me. Really? But the so this bandit, like, he got on his knees, and he's got his hands on his head, like, please. I'm playing Omnom as Omnom. Omnom is you go first. Will you go first? I go first, and I'm... Bringing him into the carriage. I'm not worried about the battle whatsoever. Okay. I'm not doing his thing. Okay, so what do you do first? I'm putting Gerard in the carriage and okay. lying him down and putting a cloth over his face so that it's dark. Because that's what to do with the concussion. Okay. And then Omnom is a deck. Okay. So, yeah. roll at advantage. Can I use the ring of animal to try to convince him I mean, someone well, can try to stop him, but I can't stop him. Also, Anam's not an animal. Yeah, he's sort of a thing. He's a monstrosity. He's a monster. So, does she get to use her animal handling? I am no, nowhere near him. Technically, yes, but you do not. Yeah. I'm nowhere near him. So, okay, so he got a 21. That's true. Yeah, oh yeah, you have, he, he eviscerates the dude. <laughs> I just checked it, because I thought it was one. So... You kill all ten of the bandits. <laughs> You're all dead. I is concussed. I is concussed. The animal went after him. Yeah. Forkin's gonna go over to you. He's gonna cast uh, cure wounds on you. So you're healed, and your concussion is gone. Oh good. Oh, that's all it took. I could have yeah. just. Yes, you could have. That's why I asked you what you did. You know, it's fine. Whatever. I'm the DM. I'm not gonna just tell you how to fix it. <laughs> I tried. Well, so okay fun. then. We got so far. Well, that was fun. Ronis is going back in the tent. I'm gonna grab Ronis. Little, little do you guys know, except for Melvin. Melvin sees this, and he can see the lips move on this guy, just way a mile away with his binoculars. Oh like, my gosh! Oh gods! What have we done? <laughs> just. <laughs> This is what Melvin is. This guy's whispering in utter horror. And in that day, in the lowly bandit communities out in the Frostlands, the bandit massacre was born. <laughs> That's gonna, amazing. Walk over to Ronis, <laughs> grab him by the grab him by the shirt collar. Me? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Why did you do that? Get your paws off me! There could have been another way around I'm this. I'm gonna take his paws and throw them off. Burst! Next time you ask me things, ask me with a tone of respect. Now, secondly, I threw the fireball because I wanted to have an opportunity to attack before they strike. 
I'm very familiar with these parts, and I know about these bandits. They're low-life scumbags. They're going to attack us regardless. You aren't going to give them money. Would you rather have an arrow in the knee, or would you rather me strike first and help give us an advantage? Don't talk. Think about that. He was also asking a ludicrous price, and there's no way. It's fine that you did it. It came out of surprise. And I'm just trying to figure out how you knew they were bandits and not government officials or something. <laughs> government officials have proper insignias. And they also wouldn't have asked for 5,000 gold, to be completely fair, on Brondus's part. However... It still was not necessarily completely called for that you uh, just completely and out of nowhere threw the fire bullet. Would you rather me send a message next time? I would no, rather have some fair. advance notice. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not mad with you. you. I understand why you did it, and I am grateful that you protected us. You did the right thing. Thank you, Rondus, for trying to keep all of us safe. I thought it was a pretty cool fireball. Thank you, Vulcan. You are welcome. If I had known what was happening, I probably would have, have done this. Preferred. I like fire. No. I mean, I probably. I love fire. In my instance, so. I knew that they were going to attack, so I just wanted to try to put that out there before something went down. It was a preemptive strike. I can respect that. Yes, it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry that Gerard got hurt in the battle. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, Are you cool okay? little, little arrow scar. Ooh. Not scar. Not like a scar. Like. We have, but more like it cut out some of your hair, so you have a little like jagged line there. Like you know when people get like cuts and they get little Nike swooshes in their hair. It's kind of like that, but with hair. He's got like an end of the Spider Verse haircut now. No. I'm saying like half of his hair is gone on one side of the head, and there's a little arrow mark where it used to be. Damaged my mask a little bit too, because I've always got that gold mask on. Actually, no. 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 It just neatly grazed. It neatly graze your hair. I mean, like there's <laughs> blood there. Yeah, I'm sure there's some blood. It wasn't clean cut, but no. Uh, I'm gonna, like, maybe I'll just hold this shield out forever. Now. I'm gonna go to Omnom and like pry him off of the dead body and like congratulate him and like scold him and like I don't know what to do with him. You do know he didn't actually eat the guy. That's good. This is good. Speaking, I of... am proud. But that does leave a lot of gore around the bodies. Speaking of eating and food and stuff, I, uh, at some point, want to give the spider meat that I saved all those times ago <laughs> to Omnom. Oh, he no. happily consumes, oh, and later God. you he feel some ferocious rumblings from his belly. You know you better mm. keep him out of that carriage for a while. Mm. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. Time to walk. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll walk the Omnom. He's going to walk the Omnom. I'm going to loot the bodies. bodies. One of his uh, okay. quirks is eye-watering flatulence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, anybody want to loot? Uh, yes. I'll yeah, loot. I'm going to loot. I'm going to go up to the guy. Well, do they have any loots? I mean, yeah, they have loot. They are bandits. I'm Wait, not, you got mad at us for killing them, and then you're going to no. loot the dead bodies? I want to no, loot. No, no. Like the he got mad at killing them without double-checking. Right. Now that we know that they're, that we, we not, know that they're bandits now. I mean, now okay. that we know that they're bandits, I was sort of right. Who's all looting the bodies? I was looting the bodies. Not looting the bodies. It was a very awkward couple. I was looting the bodies. I just want to go see and the damage. That was I will say that while I was looting bodies, I was cleaning up at least some of the gores. What do I need to roll? For gore cleaning? For all of it. 
Uh, roll Two, investigation for looting. And for gore cleanup, you can just do gore cleanup. Okay. Roll I would like to roll the cleanup the gore that we just caught. That would be a 13. No, just to make a mental note and like not look at the bodies and... Would that not the, make the tree stump Steve a little like... Why is he eating? I'm not eating them! He oh, you're just cleaning? Made a yeah, promise. I'm just cleaning. Okay. I made a promise. I am a lizard of my word. I just, I thought the cleaning meant that you were eating, and I. No! It is more efficient. I, I will say. It is more efficient. <laughs> I understand this. I know. Concept, but I know. It's disgusting. You're the one who ate a freaking grapey gray eye. Don't you dare even talk. Yeah, but it gave me telepathy up to 300 feet. Well, you should tell someone that, so that way they could eat. Yeah. You have telepathy, no. and you didn't say, hey, I'm going to shoot a fireball off. No, he doesn't no, have telepathy. No, not anymore. No, no, no. Where's all of them after a while? Okay. Yeah. All right. I still have one more, though. So, Forkin is going to loot all of their weapons and cast Fabricate and make them all one big lump of metal and put it in the bag of holding. Huh? Yeah. yeah, right. That's probably about, like, 20, in there. 20, 30 gold of metal. That's what Forkin's doing. Uh, you find ten gold pieces, three silver pieces, and four coppers. I give it to the party. Okay. Oh. So ten gold pieces. You know what? I just give it to Gerard. Yeah. Oh. Why? Seven silver and three copper. Ten gold, seven Reasons. silver, three copper. Doing me, sir. Do I find any um any spell scrolls? So ten gold. <laughs> of course not. There's a lovely band. Hey, you never hits, know man. what they've been banditing. Okay. No. <laughs> you think Tony, who's calling for the boys? Do they have any? Uh, do they have any smutty books? Smut <laughs> books? Uh, roll investigation. I Ooh. mean, they might. They might. Find a smut book. Oh my gosh! I might find a book. That's pretty good. That's a. That's a twenty. Yeah, you find a smut book. Yes. What's it called? What is it called? Tony and the boys. On the uh, cover, it was 18 on the die. You see, plus three, like okay. a shirtless, I don't, I don't really ripped that. dude As with long, flowing side. hair, oh, riding a white horse. <laughs> Fabio, got it. And in the background, you see the boys, and the boys are just a bunch of other dudes that are shirtless, staring out at the ocean. <laughs> right there. It's gonna be a great adventure book. Adventure. <laughs> this guy must be a barbarian. He's not wearing a shirt. That's what Elvin think. Alright, and what did you roll, Taylor? With his... A six. With his golden Alright. Um, Taylor's our... Taylor uh, finds the... You find a crowbar. I'm it. <laughs> you just I see this gonna... person, like, sprint down the road. <laughs> Grab the crowbar, <laughs> grabs it, and runs off. <laughs> One of the bandits turns on all the other ones and just starts looting them and runs off. Later. Many nights... Not many nights. Like, well into the night after you guys leave, you see a woman carrying, carrying water for the family. She just kind of looks around. She's down, picks up a crowbar. Keeps walking. <laughs> Taylor is now canon, everyone. Yay! Alright. So, after that, you guys load back up into the carriage, I assume. Yes. And you begin traveling, yep. and you make it to the port city. Beautiful. Uh, how many days to take us? Three or four? Two. Oh, two. Oh, two. Oh, because we have the 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 the. 
carriage and stuff and crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, so we have it. That that is where we will close today. Okay. We'll pick up in the port city next week. Oh. Roll or die. Good job DMing, man. Yeah. Beautiful. I love Steve. I love Steve so much. <laughs>